Hello and Merry Happy Holidays, everyone. This is formally the Bay of Blood podcast, but is actually the first episode of the Graveyard Shit podcast. I'm your host, Donnie Rings, and with me, as always, are my beloved friends, the Graveyard Mucks themselves, Will. The Graveyard Shits. (laughs) (laughs) What up, what up, what up? And Glenn. Yo, what up? (laughs) Yeah, so, uh, before we get any further for tonight, uh, yes, don't adjust your dials, don't delete your feeds. This is Bay of Blood, we assure you. We uh, decided to change the name to uh, better suit what we're going to be doing in the future. So, let that be an idea of where we're going to head in the new coming year, because, as you all know, this is the December episode. And fuck 2020, am I right, folks? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> the year that just keeps on taking. I mean, the year yeah. that, that basically cancels my show. I mean, I'm always working, so. Yeah, so, exactly. Okay, so yeah, um, and I want to get this out here on audio means for everybody out there. So if you've heard me on various other shows, you've heard me half-jokingly, half-truthfully mention that back when it was still called Bay of Blood, that we were in a holding pattern because Will was in the hospital, working in the hospital, and uh, the episodes basically just amounted to, hey, you up, I'll meet you in 30 minutes, let's record. (laughs) Which, uh, by the way, is 95% accurate of how our shows went if the three of us were involved. Yep. Because I know that, you know, you two were doing the uh, Star Wars podcast, and yep. I'm going to be 100% frank on this. I support that 1,000%. If that's the only time you guys have, I don't have the service, and I'm not a Star Wars fan. So, mm. you know, you guys have my blessing. If you want that as a sideshow under this banner, you know, I, I promote it gleefully and joyfully. You guys are completely within your man means to do so if that's all the time you have to record together. But truthfully, Will, I've said this once, I've said it before, real world takes priority. If that's the schedule that it takes for us to be together as a group, I support that 1000%. This is oh, the yeah, way, dude. Yeah, this is the way that it has to be for, for now. I'm fine with it. You know, if we can hey, sit dude, down and not, record. Not, a, and, not only horror, dude, not only yeah. horror, like, uh, I had to miss a Mandalorian show because of work. <laughs> so it tells you enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah, funny but... though because it was the only episode without uh, Grogu in it. So. Yeah. So essentially, the one episode but... that he was like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Not true. Yeah. I love this episode. But yeah, yeah. no. I mean, I I wanted out there that you know whatever the reasons exist for the sh- the show being in the format that it is for the foreseeable future, I'm one thousand percent fine with it. If Mandalorian is your thing that you can do, go for it, man. You have my support. If oh, yeah, we can but... come together, if we can come together and do shows like this, you know, fantastic. I'm all for it. I'm ready. Let's do it. But, you know, whatever it takes for, you know, for you and your line of work and what's going on in the world, I, I have no qualms. I have no issues. There's no hard feelings. There's no bad blood. There's no animosity. Absolutely, totally, 1,000% cool with everything. 
Okay, cool. Yeah. So yeah, no beef whatsoever. The only thing I, I was get. like, oh, I hope he's not mad is the name change. But you you gave your blessing because you know it's me, funny. Glenn, and it's me, Glenn, and you, Don. And I was like, yeah, Glenn, Glenn's. Well, I made the down joke. With no, it. I wasn't consulted. I'm one hundred. I, I said the joke on the post, even though I wasn't consulted. I'm fully behind <laughs> this. <laughs> so you fuck with the name. Absolutely, yeah. And I mean, it's cool because we can have the edit, dude. It's it's dude. My brain is beyond. Like, I, I was I wasn't even like, my brain wasn't like, oh, we're gonna be the graveyard shit because it's like uh, a play of word with graveyard shift. I was a hundred percent doing a play of word with graveyard shift, yeah. but then we had the Mandalorian show, and I was. And, and, uh, then we had the Mandalorian show, and I was like, "The graveyard sis. <laughs> like, that <laughs> makes so much sense." And what I'm saying is that you know, I remember when you made the announcement, um, JP from Twenty Two Shots said the same thing. Yeah, because he thought you guys were calling yourselves Graveyard Shift, and it was like, "Yeah, way to be original." There's like ten other shows with that name, and it's like, "No, it's Graveyard Shit." And it's like, <laughs> exactly. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I remember on that. And he was like, what are you, 12? Why do you want a dub podcast? I was like, yeah, I'm 12. <laughs> well, there's parts of me that are 12, but they're not years old. <laughs> no, the graveyard, and I mean, we, we, we are selling shirts to people who seem to fuck with it. Mm-hmm. So, you saw the shirts that we have? Yeah, just, uh, you know, I don't really have enough money for it at the moment. I just spent all the... Uh, uh, yeah, no, I... Don't I, worry about money. We're going to pay for it. Yeah. All I'm just saying is that, you know, it's the end of the year. I've just spent everything on Christmas, so... I know. I yeah. know. But give us, give us a couple of weeks, and we'll send in uh, for sure. Well, what size do you need? 3XL? Probably. We don't, we don't, make, we don't have things. Yeah. Stuff, I can make one. <laughs> The funny thing is, we actually could. <laughs> that well, site will make everything, so. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, well, what size is your medium large? Uh, probably at least a double, maybe a triple. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, knowing quarantine, I'd probably lean towards the triple. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> All right, so uh, anyway, I got to tell everyone who doesn't love the new name, move on to some better things. We don't need you. Fuck you. It's been a pleasure, <laughs> but just dispose, you know, just move ahead. Move on. Come on, move on. Well, like, like I said earlier, the new name is going to be an indication of where we're going in the future, so. <laughs> yep, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> All right, folks. So, welcome back, Don. Uh, glad to have you on tonight. Absolutely. Hopefully, once the COVID second wave is all gone, we can actually have a decent recording schedule. Yeah, I hope Absolutely. so personally. Yeah, same. Because uh, when I 
when me and Glenn started the podcast, I think it was always Fridays or Saturdays, I think. Yeah, yeah, usually they're Friday or Saturday. Then the COVID shit happened, and it's, it was just all, all over the place. So it's not just you, dude. It's like Glenn, too. It's How many times did I cancel you, Glenn? Uh, quite a few. But, I mean, it, it is what it is, you know? I mean, uh... <clears throat> Like, if, if ever there's been a good excuse for canceling a podcast, it's a worldwide pandemic. Mm. Yeah, but what I'm, I'm saying is the fact that it wasn't like that before. No, That's... no. Yeah. No. And, you know, I don't know, just, you know, get that damn vaccine out. Get it to everybody. Let us move on with life. Damn it, I'm tired of being locked down. And, and just an interesting little side note. All of Ontario is now locked down. Uh, no, but, yeah, 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 starting uh, December twenty sixth. Mm. God damn! Yeah. yeah, we got we got a uh, lockdown too here in Quebec City, but now it's like a different lockdown. You can go to Walmart and stuff like that, but the movie and toy, uh, uh, you know, aisles are like closed because it's unfair for smaller businesses. Man, so no black series for me, no movies for me. Man, you see, I, I I get it, but at the same time, it's like it's there. You know, it's not like you're having to open another like section or anything. It, like you're you're the store's open anyways. It's like just live with it. I don't know. No, you can only buy groceries and essential stuff. But anyway, yeah. I mean, I'm tired of seeing good old fucking Yav and Luke sitting on the shelf because nobody yep. ships shit during the, that second wave. So, yep. <laughs> All right, folks. So let's jump into the news. Well, first we should probably tell people what the show is about tonight. Uh, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, which um, we can actually tell a little funny story first. Um, so, uh, being that this is Christmas, we decided to uh, not necessarily do the familiar holiday-themed films, but just do a group of films with a cold environment. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, the films for the evening will be thirty. Will be uh, thirty days of night. Dark was the night, wind chill, and frozen. So let uh, it go. <laughs> uh, I just gotta, I just gotta tell the audience. That's all I'm willing though, to sing on that. If, if y'all, if y'all saw the banner that we had on the group, there was decoys, but apparently well, I'm the where, only. That was uh, where I was going with that. Um, before. Uh, okay, go ahead. Yeah. So um. The ori- well, there's two funny stories to tell. First, the original uh, idea was uh, was actually uh, when Will told me about it. It was three movies. He told mm-hmm. me Frozen, Windshield, and Decoys. Yeah. So that was the original plan. Now we had actually planned to record a couple weeks earlier. Mm-hmm. And Glenn and Will called me up and said, you know, hey, we got to move. You know, we're going to move the recording to Saturday. So 
I hit Will up. I hit Glenn up, and he's like, you know, hey, do you have a copy of Decoys? I still need. Yep. You know, if we're gonna be, if we're gonna move it to Saturday, I need a copy of Decoys. And he's like, okay, yeah, sure. Well, well, do you need a copy of Thirty Days of Night? And I went, wait, what? And he goes, yeah, there's four. And I go, <laughs> Will told me three. What the fuck? <laughs> if we if we had recorded. I would have been completely out of the blue because I would have only watched three movies because <laughs> Will, in his infinite haste, didn't bother to tell me there was four or what the fourth one was. True that. My bad. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. But yes, uh, the original schedule uh, was decoys instead of dark was the night. Yeah. Of course, I didn't know that 30 Days of Night was also added, but uh, those are going to be the uh, four films we're going to be covering for this evening. Yeah. Yeah, Decoys apparently is nowhere to be found, so... Yeah, we've uh, we spent a lot of times looking around and we couldn't find it, so... Nope. A good story for another time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll deal with that on the inevitable uh, episode, too. Yep. And I gotta say... Again, last night I canceled too because I was called in. So. Yeah, yeah, we were going to do this last night as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were going to do this last night. I got a call. I was like, "Okay, motherfuckers, now you got me." Okay, okay. <laughs> Let me just ask you. I'm gonna show up, okay? But tomorrow night, come on, give me a break. Oh, it's all fine. It's all fine. We only need you tonight. All right, all right. <laughs> Yeah. So what you do now is you just kind of turn your phone off. and, Or you just do that thing. Have you seen uh, someone put a meme up? And it was uh, someone they'd sent, uh, their boss had sent them a message saying, like, uh, you know, the, you know we're short-staffed. And they just said, wow, really? That sucks. <laughs> and that was their response. And well, I was going to say, I was going to say, oh, crap, my phone, I, I, oh. I was looking for my re- for my charger. <laughs> Just so you had to recharge your phone. Yeah. <laughs> oh. All right, folks. So let's move on to the fucking news. And now some tragic local news. We have a report of another murder tonight. A young girl has been found dead in Rogers Park. The body was badly mutilated. Because of these murders, police request that all women stay inside their homes after dark. If you must go out, please have someone accompany you. Keep your door locked. We'll repeat that. Police request that all women stay inside their homes after dark. If you must go out... Yeah. So the news. Um, there's some stuff we can say just right off the bat. Everything is pushed back to 2021, and we're kind of pissed about it. Mm. We, we can say that every year. Well, every every news segment, you know. No, no. It, 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 Don's a big VOD fan. I don't think oh. he's. 
mad yeah. at all. Yeah, no, no I, I uh, mean, it actually you know, makes... No, it's going to make uh, my best of list actually a lot easier. Yeah. But, I mean, how yeah, pissed off are you, though, when, biggest... when you know that Halloween Kills is done and we haven't got it? Yeah. You know? Or... Uh, don't come at me with those... Uh, I'm waiting for that shit, dude. Hells, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I would love to see it, but... At the end of the day, I don't mind. I'm going to see it eventually. Mm. So, okay, yeah, you know, it's done, it's ready, it's waiting to go. Yeah. Yeah, okay, that kind of sucks, but I, I got no complaints. I mean, the amount of stuff that I've been able to watch, um, mm. as a personal record, I'm only 15 or 15 or 20 films away from hitting 500. 500 movies watched for the entire year. Last year, I struggled to reach 400 as a personal best. Yeah. Damn. So, (laughs) I'm not complaining. I got my movies in. Yeah. And this is... I'm nearing like 100, dude, so that's fucking crazy. Yeah, the 470 400, the 470 or so, a lot of that's done only, a lot of that, okay, 100 of that came at Halloween when I when I had the time to do so. Mm-hmm. But that's, you know, including all my writing, all of the publishing, all the posting, writing for three different websites, and podcasting almost every week. If I didn't have time to do that, where would I be, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm just saying I got my movies in. Oh, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I, I can I can wait I can wait on certain movies I can wait a year. Yeah. Well when it comes to Halloween I can't do you know how I feel about Halloween, so Yeah. It it just what what just annoys me more than anything else is knowing that it's that it's finished. And it's yeah. ready to go and you know any other year, we'd have seen it already. You know, yep. that, that, yeah. that just that just bugs me, you know? The fact that, you know, we're going to have to wait another year just because, you know, goddamn Oops. COVID fucking everything up. Truly. Okay, so let's see what we got news-wise. Uh, I guess uh, the some of the big things we should talk about, of course, is like... Um, you know, not really horror news, but, you know, it still fits in. Um, the deaths of uh, dude who played Boba Fett originally and uh, um, dude that played Darth Vader. Mm, oh, my God. Uh, 2020. Yeah. 2020. Yeah. <clears throat> just not a good year, so, you know, rest in peace. Uh, just kind of, it is what it is. Unfortunately. Let's see what we got here. Um, Apparently, um, you know how they're doing this this TV series or whatever, uh, Clarice, about what's-her-name from um, Sounds of the Lambs? Yeah. Yeah, apparently Hannibal will definitely not appear in it. 
Uh, it's a prequel, right? It's. I, I think it takes place like after uh, the events of. Sansa yeah, didn't they something. say that it's supposed it's supposed to be like her next case or something? Yeah, but now you know it's like it's like definite now. You know he is not going to appear in it. I guess probably because it's you know, CBS CBS or whatever, and you know, at NBS NBC did uh, Hannibal or whatever. Um. Honestly, yeah, no, yeah. Uh, maybe just me, but I'm not interested at all. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I really, I I could kind of care less. Um, if it plays out like a pseudo mind hunter, you know, with real crime shit, like yeah, I'd be down to decide there. Like, mm, science of the lamb. It's not like people were like asking for it either. Oh so. no, well. Like, let's be a hundred percent honest. Um, when it comes to Sounds of the Lambs, people watch it for Hannibal. Oh, La- Hannibal! Clarice is a secondary character at best. Yeah, Hannibal is the shit when it comes to the Silence of the Lamb uh, franchise. I think personally. Yeah, you know, I mean, and the the fact that they, you know, uh, Hannibal Rising was pretty good too. That was yeah, that was that was that was okay. Um. It is what it is. I, I don't see it going on very long. I mean, uh, I give it maybe a season. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's kind of it. Let's see what else we got. Um, apparently, filming is wrapped on uh, Mike Flanagan. He's doing a new uh, uh, series for Netflix called Midnight Mass. So that's kind of cool. That I'm going to be checking out, for sure. Yeah, it's Mike Flanagan, kind of cool. Uh, what else? David Gordon Green? With the... oh. oh, yeah, yeah. Um, supposedly going to be directing The Exorcist. Um, sequel or prequel? or I, I don't know what it is. I, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, my, my thing is this, you know. I was very, very, like irritated when they did the TV series. But it turned out to be a pretty good series. So I'm I'm kind of feeling the same way with this new movie. Like it's like why do you even bother uh, I, I don't know. I'll as a horror fan, I will watch it and I will make my decision on it accordingly. But um, I'll just say my expectations are very low. Same. And I hope I'll be pleasantly surprised. I hope I go into that and come out saying, you know what? This lived up to the original. Oh, but what if you come out saying, you know what? The Exorcist 2 was fucking great. If I come out saying that, man, I'm, I've, I've had like some kind of cerebral hemorrhage. Oh yeah, you need to rush me to the hospital. Oh yeah, I think I'm gonna call nine one one. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what you know. The Exorcist two is trash. Exorcist two can suck my fucking dick, dude. It's fucking bad. It is. It 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 suffers kind of from the same thing as uh, Silent Night Deadly Night two, where you know all the like genuinely scary stuff is just stuff from the first movie. Yeah, it's not scary at all. It's fucking trash. Let's move on. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, here we go. Um, Joko Anwar has done a remake of the Queen of Black Magic. He's the guy uh, that did the. I've already. Have you seen, seen it? that? That movie is top. It's top ten of the year. It's Ooh, my favorite. Nice. My favorite Asian horror film of the year, actually. Well, I mean, he did. Uh, really. Yep. Yeah, he was the writer of uh, Satan's Slaves, the remake of Satan's Slaves. Oh, he directed uh, it too. He, did, he directed it too. Well, there mm-hmm. you go. And I mean, that was that was awesome. Yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah. I'm. That, yeah, that's one um, I really want to watch. It, yeah. Um. That is top ten of the year material. It's my favorite Asian horror film of the year. Um. Awesome. It's not directed by Joko though. He wrote it. The director's yeah. uh, Kimo Stambowell. Well, I'm I'm cool with that as long as it's yeah, good, um, you know. Well, oh, I got it. I got it. So uh, uh, the thing sorry, is that if you don't know if you don't know who he is, he's um, part of the Mobra with uh, Timo Jajanto. Okay. Timo's the one that did the Night Comes for Us, and okay. he also did the two um, May the Devil Take You movies. Okay, cool. So, okay, if you don't know Kimo's work, those two are, like, identical. Mm. They are, like, visually and thematically similar. So if you know what to expect from Timo's movies, you're going to get that in Kimo's work. Cool. Sweet. Yeah. I got to let the audience know, and you too, Don, uh, not 100% confirmed, but the Cut to the chase, make crossover with the graveyard shit podcast for the top ten of the of the year. Uh, yeah. For cut to the shit, for a cut to the shit episode. So I'm looking forward to it because I would love to hear their reactions to my picks. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Okay, let's see what else we got here. Um, okay, um, and also um, just because I didn't um, because I know you brought that up, and I actually know yeah. this. Um, that the Queen of Black Magic remake will be coming to Shutter January the twenty eighth because I yeah. know that that's why you brought it up. Um, I just yeah. I didn't know if you if you forgot about that fact. Yeah, I kind of yes. did. Uh, the, <laughs> yeah, I know about that. Um, spoiler alert: I actually work for Shutter now. Oh, nice! No shit. Yeah, I've been getting all their stuff now. So cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was. I, I would assume that that's why you brought it up. But yeah. Okay. What else we got? Um, Twenty four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not working. I'm just one of the writers that gets their screeners. So. Yeah, still close enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'll take it. Yeah. So next up, we got A twenty four are going to be releasing their movie, The Green Knight, in uh, September. Not September, in summer of 2021. So, I'm cool with that. Um, A24 do some pretty good stuff. So, yeah, yeah you know. Um, Probably everyone, every listener will have forgot about it by the time it comes out, though. They they might have, you know, it could be. Uh, Shinji Mikami, the director of Resident Evil and uh, The Evil Within apparently is open to returning as a game director for something, so who knows? Maybe we'll be getting uh, some, uh, some on, new... Maybe, maybe for, give me Dead Space 4, dude. Yeah, well, well, that that also brings me up to that. Um, they've uh, released a mo- They're releasing a game called uh, the Callisto Pro- Pro- Protocol. 
Oh, what you said to me? Yeah, and apparently from what they're saying, it's like kind of like a spiritual successor to Dead Space. And all, it, all for it. It looks amazing. Yeah, and apparently the main, like the lead, I don't know whether he's the lead designer. I'll just open it up and take a closer look. Either the lead designer or the project head or whatever is the guy that was uh, the lead on the Dead Space stuff, so... Oh, I'm getting hard, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's just see if it says here. Blah, 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 blah. Studios. Uh... Uh, a little bit of news. I'm not credited on IMDb. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on Be My Cat, the uh, directors, uh, and Adrian Toffey. That's how we say it, I guess. Yep. For his next movie. Sweet dude, sweet dude. Oh, yeah. And uh, and that next movie is going to be the second part of a trilogy also. Yeah. Yeah, three uh, three movies. I'm going to be calling it the Meta Trilogy. Uh, be My Cat, the second one, whatever it's called. And the third one, whatever that's called, because I can't remember. But... Um, they all, they're all going to kind of intersect, apparently. Because once all three come out, his plan is to edit them all together into, like, one, like, super cut of a movie. Where, you know, I guess, like, events from one will affect what happens in the other and stuff like that. Yeah. So I guess, I don't know, maybe it'll be something along the lines of, like, uh, maybe one of the characters that, like, dies in one is, like connected to one of the people in the other ones or something. It'll be interesting, that's for sure, because that's, that's a damn good movie. Yeah, let's see what else we got here. Um, that's nothing really interesting. Oh yeah, um, Arrow is bringing out uh, The Invisible Man Appears and The Invisible Man versus The Human Fly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On Blu-ray, so you know, you know. Yeah. Um. So for those that don't know, and I know a little bit about this, mm. um, these were attempts by um, what would actually become the special effects director for Toho. Mm -hmm. uh, these have featured the work of AJ Tsuburaya. Nice. So those will be definite buys for me. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Uh, so first of all, even though that that's a familiar name, don't be expecting kaiju stuff. No. These are, um, from what I've heard, because I haven't seen these, mm -hmm. from what I've heard, they are more straightforward adaptations of the novel I'm set cool in Japan. That. Yeah. Um, so like I said, just you know, keep expectations in mind, even though the name is attached. Yeah. Keep in mind that they, these are more sci-fi heavy stuff. I'm so actually, it's, uh, so it, damn. If you you're familiar with it, think more along the lines of the human-sized variants from Ultra Q, not the Kaiju episodes, but the more Twilight yeah. Zone episodes. Think more on those lines. Yeah. Neat thing about this: uh, these actually come out the day after my birthday. Really? Yep. So. Uh... Maybe I'm looking at a couple of birthday presents here. <laughs> yeah. 
Nice. I mean, I I love all Arrow releases. It's just kind of how I am. And I am a real sucker for their uh, releases of Japanese stuff. Yeah, even, even on the unobstructed uh, view, you're like, oh, they got that box set of Japanese movies. I've got to pick this up. And... Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see what else. view, I should check. I mean, they had some... Like, for us, Canadian folks, oh, this site. Yeah, they, uh, they're they a Canadian company. And... Um, Might take a while, though, for them to get what you want in stock. But, they, but you'll, get they, you'll get it eventually. And their prices sure. are, are decent. I mean, they're, like, on par with uh, other, you know, like, other big companies. Yep. Yeah, releases. for sure. No, it's good, it's good shit. Even the the bin, the discount bin. Oh yeah, you can get some good stuff. Like five dollar Canadian for Blu-rays and DVDs and shit like that. This is cool. Really good stuff. Okay, let's see what else we got here. Uh, okay, um, Crispin Glover is going to be a series regular on HBO Max's Red Bird Lane. Psychological the fuck is thriller. That? Uh, it's from uh, the Hannibal director, so I don't know, but it's Crispin Glover. And Hannibal are... director? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, not Ridley Scott, the movie, the, the series, no. right? Yeah. Uh, oh, Daniel Harris is her own calendar. I need it. It's expensive, but you know, it's very material. Exactly. I mean, uh, she's damn hot. She always has been. Well, not when she was a kid, but you know. <laughs> yeah, that that was kind of uh iffy thing. Yeah. Let's see yeah. what else we got here. Um uh, Oh yeah, uh He Man, Heavy Metal and Godzilla animator Doug Crane has passed away. R.I.P. Yeah. Yeah, R.I.P. I mean how heavy metal I love that movie. Heavy metal's cool. I got the the fucking soundtrack on vinyl first press. Ooh, nice. You got some Devo in there. That's weird, but... Yeah, it, that is kind of a strange uh, choice for that, but that, that's, uh, that's, a, that's a shame, you know? I mean, this year's just taken too many people from us, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one bit of news, true crime-wise. The Zodiac Cipher, uh, one of the Zodiac Cipher was cracked. Yeah, by some like uh, it was like a, it was just some some guy. It wasn't like a like uh, yeah like an FBI code cracker or anything. Just some guy. But did he work for a paper or something? Uh, f- uh I don't remember for sure. But all I know is uh, what it basically said. Don't reveal his identity or anything. It's just uh, I don't care if I go to the gas chamber. Plenty of slaves will be waiting for me when I get to the other side or some shit like that. <laughs> well, it was the Zodiac. It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Also, uh, I guess we can say we, we can, I guess, announce it on here. Uh, we're going to be covering uh, that uh, Night Stalker thing that's Doc coming on uh, yeah. Netflix, yeah. Um, First doc we will ever cover, so that's yeah. Cool. So look forward to that. Don, if you... No, I, thanks. I don't think... 
<laughs> He's like, no. <laughs> He's like, true crime, don't care. <laughs> no uh, thanks. We gotta be covering it for sure. Yeah. Have let's, at it, guys. Yeah, let's see what else we got. Uh, uh, Netflix. I'm pretty released, sure we got uh, Don's Blessing. Yeah, yeah, have at it. Yeah. <laughs> have at uh, it. Netflix has released uh, Sweet Home based on the um, Webtoon comic thing. Uh, it's like a Korean monster apocalypse it, show. Isn't it like I, super like child oriented though? Like I super... don't I don't think so. I think it's a pretty dark. Yeah, I don't know much. I don't know much because I'm not familiar with Asian TV shows, but I I've heard that it yeah it will it was more adult horror film than what you're thinking of, Will. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. It might be worth a watch. Um, okay. Oh, this is hilarious. Monster Hunter tops the weekend box office with just over two million. It tells you I, enough I, about the, how theaters are. Yeah, you know, I I mean, hell, it's not that long ago. I can remember, you know, it's like a oh, such a such a top the top the box office with like seventy eight million dollars on the opening weekend or whatever. And it's just kind of like, well, damn, <laughs> crazy, well, crazy time we live in. It is really. Let's see what else we got. Uh, oh, okay, that's. Kind of interesting. Apparently, uh, there's a movie coming out called Flinch. Yeah, I it's heard about a, it. A hitman love story. Okay. Will I be watching it? Mm, probably not, but I yeah. hear about it. I'll, I'll wait until I hear more about it. A little bit of use to on our side. I think we can let the listeners know that we got some Graveyard Sith podcast merch. Probably yep. dropping soon, and yep. uh, some some sweaters of the Graveyard Shit podcast to keep. Oh yeah, the, the, their fine ass warms, you know. Yep. Always good to know. Now, let's see what else we got news wise. Uh, this is kind of interesting. Uh, Kane Hodder is saying that he's working on another horror franchise video game. I'm sure it's like Hatchet or some shit. No I way it's I wouldn't be surprised. But, you know, th the thing is, I mean, since we know that the Friday the 13th lawsuit's, like, pretty much over, maybe it's, like, maybe someone else doing another Friday the 13th game? Uh, from what I heard, it's the same company. It's oh, still, uh, really? Yeah. Well, it's like I said, uh, the perfect thing there would have been to have just uh, taken the Friday the 13th game, reskinned it as, like, Michael Myers, and you'd have been fine. By the way, you got you got your replacement disc yet? Not yet. Still waiting. I don't read either. Yeah. So let's see what else. Oh, yeah. Um the alien and uh, tells from the crypt producer David Geiler has passed away. R.I.P. Yeah. How many R.I.P.s there gotta be? Dude? No, I'm mean? just gonna say too many. You know, I'm I'm getting I'm getting sick of. Out of writer note, though. Yeah. Alien is getting uh, his own series. 
Oh yeah, yeah, on um Disney Plus. No, it's not Disney Plus. Really? It's Hulu, I think, or some shit. Well, I thought for sure it would have been on Disney Plus, you know, what with them owning the company that makes it now. No, I think they settled the deal with another streaming company, Hulu well, or uh... That that does make a bit more sense. I mean, Disney Plus are more Family oriented, yeah. But what they need to do then is they need to cross just... over alien with Star Wars. I could see it happening. I really that would be could. so cool. I know they've already done it with uh, ET. Uh, you know, you mean Star Wars and ET? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, I would love to see Alien crossover with ET. ET phone. <laughs> <laughs> and it comes out with like just a big finger. All oh, right, so oh, you're uh, gonna yeah. love this bit of news, though. Okay, last uh, one. Then we'll jump into exclusive the... images from Glenn Danzig's Death Rider, a vampire love scene with Devon Sawa and Book of Shadows star Kim uh, Director. Aren't uh, you? Aren't you so excited? No, absolutely not. <laughs> I got puke in my mouth. Yeah, um, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say it again. My hope is it's good. Cause the hope? thing is, how can I, after Veronica, how Veronica do you have any fucking horrible. hope? It was. I admit it. It was not good at all. But the it thing was is, fucking I, trash. That was it was. It. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not arguing that. What I'm saying is, you know, Glenn Danzig likes horror. You know, and you know he does kick-ass music. So I would really like to see him make a really good horror movie. Because, I mean, it should go hand-in-hand. Glenn Danzig, horror, it's like... The fact that Veronica was that bad is very troublesome. Yeah, but... Tell me about it. It was fucking trash, dude. It was horrible. When we did that commentary, I was legend pissed. Yeah, yeah. Last bit of news, apparently all this week on Bloody Disgusting TV, they're streaming, like, holiday horror movies. Cool. Yeah. So there we go. That is the news. Quite a bit more this 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 time than usual. I mean, uh, you know. Oh yeah, and there's a new Carnage miniseries coming out. Hope it's gory. I'm sure it will be. I mean, uh, I'm just saying. I just I just want someone to make a live action version of Carnage versus Deadpool because it's uh, awesome. Yeah, dude. Yeah. All right, moving on to the main topic. Yeah. Uh, let Don, which movie you want to cover first? Uh, I mean, obvious choice would be release year, but if you want to go alphabetically, oh, let's go, let's go release year. All right, so uh. Let's take a short break, and we'll be back with our first film of the evening, 2007's 30 Days of Night.
copy that. Board the windows. Try to hide. They're coming. They? Who are they? film of the evening is 2007's 30 Days of Night. Dear God, I fucking love this IMDb synopsis. What the hell was I so worried about? (laughs) (laughs) After an Alaskan town is plunged into darkness for a month, it is attacked by a bloodthirsty gang of vampires. Uh, Well, that's pretty much what it is. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck was I so worried about? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right, so, um, I mean, okay, obviously, none of us here first-time watches, correct? No. Not at all. <laughs> yeah. But a first-time watch for the second one, though. Uh, I watched the second one right after the, ah. the first one. Uh, again, yeah. a good story for another time. Not so good, though, but no. <laughs> I, I think I... it really helped me... Uh, you know, it it kind of my, my rating for the first one went up after seeing the the second one. That mm-hmm. that can just 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 letting y- y'all know the second one. Oof, oof. Yeah, I yeah. saw it once. I didn't mind it, but I saw it when it first came out. So yeah, uh, the problem. I'll I'll just say right now, the problem with the second one is it's not the first one. Hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, you have a movie called Thirty Days of Night, and then you don't have it set in Alaska in the Thirty Days of Night. It sort of yeah, dude. It tells you how how much I cared about the second one. I don't even remember the title. What is it? Dark Thirty Days. More the... Thirty Days oh. of Night, Dark Days. Yeah, I I at least yeah, well, know that night. Yeah. Yeah, I also know that they recast. They also recasted Melissa George's character, right? Yeah. The yeah, uh the comic of it is badass though, so we'll just say that. Never read it. You should read it. It's awesome. I think right, I so... have that on the D V D because I have the D V D of that and I've never gone through it. I think that's on there. It's it's a it's really good. The the actual comic and stuff works really well, but sequel not so much. <laughs> so who's gonna go ahead? When it comes to dissecting the fuck out of this All entire right, I'll go, I'll go first. movie, I'll go first. Um, 
I really like it. Uh, I think there's moments in this where it's definitely, you know, a very fun, very slick, well-produced vampire film. Mm-hmm. And then there's a few moments where I'm just kind of like, oh, God, move this thing along. <laughs> I, I, think you, me, I think I know what you're saying, dude. Like, the whole it, relationship human-to-human thing. Is that no, what you, no. No? No? Oh, okay. No. For me, I think this story is completely underutilized. And mm-hmm. I, I, I realized it when I first came to when I watched it this time. Mm-hmm. The story, as a concept, makes sense, but mm-hmm. the film underutilizes it. So you've okay. So the, like I said, the general setup of the film is you know the this Alaskan town on the edge of the you know the Arctic Circle is plunged into this event where for thirty days there's no sunlight. Meaning, apparently, you know, apparently, I'm just gonna say something. Apparently, in the graphic novel, it's more than thirty days, though. It's something like a hundred no, days. No, it is. Or it, is it, it is thirty, 30 days. days. Okay, yeah. because it's that's where they kept the name from. Is that it's based on the thirty days? And no. yeah, for those that don't know, this is an actual event on both poles. Actually, it's not just the Arctic, but the Antarctic. It's just based on the way that the that the Earth is positioned in the solar system, where for 30 days, because we're rotating, because the Earth is spinning on its axis, there's 30 days where each pole, and I think it's um, opposite ends because of where they're positioned. It's like that out. they actually, yeah, there there actually legitimately is 30-ish or so days where there's no sunlight. Yeah. That, that's an actual thing that they take advantage that they're playing off of here. But my thing is, so the vampires arrive day one, or I should say night one, mm-hmm. and they make their presence known immediately. Mm-hmm. So the middle section of the film is where this thing drags for me because it's it's just everybody hanging out trying to recreate the diary of Anne Frank. You know, they know that they're out there, but the vampires are just content to hang around and not do anything and just pick off off the ones that they have mm-hmm. while the humans just do nothing. And it just, it drags the film down for me. There's very little going on. You know, there's like maybe two or three attempts where they actually try to fight back and they actually have like confrontations. Mm-hmm. But generally, I think maybe... A factor of this could be that it's a little too long. 150 is too much. I'll grant you that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't agree. I don't agree. Uh, no problem with the runtime whatsoever. I mean, my main prob- problem, like, uh, is really with, uh, you know, Hartnett's character and shit like that, you know? It's talky-talky, no action for... It, it kind of drags, I think. It's... I mean, it makes yeah. sense. I think oh, I mean, the, oh, they're the, utilized. Uh, I can see it. Yeah. Mm. I, I do admit that it's probably a little too a little too small towny for me mm. because it's. I mean, it's what the first vampire doesn't show up, and I mean, we get the the follower. <clears throat> the yeah. follower shows up first, and then it's like an extra ten to fifteen minutes after that. Yeah, but yeah. it's 
kind of setting up what's him in the next jail. to come. I, I get that, but it's just, for me, you know, he the follower shows up, what, around, like, the half hour mark? And then there's, like, another 10 to 15 minutes because they're debating what to do with him? Yeah. Because he spends all of his time in the jail talking about, you know, all of those cryptic mornings and, you know, what's to come and all that kind of shit. And so, you know, Eben and all of his cohorts are trying to decide what to do with him. So mm. it's, like, an extra good, like, 10 to 15 minutes later that the vampires actually show up. And okay, yeah, maybe you could have cut down on you know the small town workings. You could have cut down a tab on the romance. You know, okay, the I understand romance, that they're trying that's to. That's what's annoying, annoying me. It's yeah, it feels out of place. I I don't think he. Um, if I was, a, there's in, a reason that, for that. Yeah, but if I was in that position uh, where our characters are. I'm sorry, but no time for fucking romance. It's survival. That's that's what it is. I think it's really. But, uh, uh, well, good. go ahead. Yeah, I'll I'll finish when you're done. Uh, well, I, I'm I'm basically like doing my rent while you're doing yours. So go ahead. But you know, you know what I mean, though. It's, it's yeah. like I think it it really. It, it's not something like I, I could do just fine without this whole romance thing for sure yeah I, I i will agree you know a lot of that is what eats up the beginning half of it but i'm not as i'm not as offended by that as you are i guess even though i usually do come down on overly romance heavy films in the past i have done that but i mean like i said you know I, to me it's just a lot of a part of that is what makes it feel just a, like a tad too long mm-hmm like 140, 135, 135, 140, I'd be down. Maybe 145 could be fun. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, but the question I think is, what, is what, kind of pushing. what what scene would you have? I think you could rewrite it. Instead of having it be where they're trying to reconcile their relationship, I think you could have it where they're together, but the duties of preparing the town split them up so they're both working their own thing even though they're still together they're working their own separate thing you know she's got to take care of like the stragglers at the end of the road and he's got to make sure that you know everybody that's leaving gets out safely so that way you know they're separated but they're still like together like you know you can have like i'm just saying is that if you do it Right, right, right. I, I, I really get what you're saying, but we're confined in a like small town, so. I but that's what I'm saying it, is that. But that's what I'm saying is that you know, she's in town helping the one the stragglers bunker down, make sure they've got all their preparations ready, make sure that you know every one of them has the provisions, the supplies to get through and everything, whereas he's the one making sure that the ones that decide to leave are getting out safely. So that way, that you know, they each have their own separate thing, but they're not coming back together to fight and argue as often as they do. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could do it that way. You know, yeah. you could pop... I, I, I just got to say something about that. Um, all that stuff was added for the movie. Okay, so they in the yeah, actual I think they, story, there, there was like two two 
I think they rewrote it like two times because I know the yeah. the the creator of Thirty Days of Night yeah. uh, was looking for a comic company to release it, and then it got released. And then he changed his shit like to a like a screenplay. It got sent to a company, and then they had someone working on it. He did a rewrite. Then someone took over and did another rewrite on top of yeah. it. Yeah, it definitely. Originally, um, they're married. Okay, yeah. And they're and uh, they're both like you know sheriff and deputy sort of thing. Okay, yeah, that so, makes that's yeah. that's in the comic in the graphic novel, yeah. right? Yeah. So all of the it's actually know, in the first script too, the first yeah. screenplay. That's how it was supposed to be played out. Yeah, they go they go throwing in all these like this like you know I I don't know it's like you don't need the more you don't need more conflict there. <laughs> no, like there's already shit is hitting the fans. Yeah, you you've got vampires yeah. and shit. You don't need to add in some like you know like pseudo drama. Okay, but, okay, but the thing is, is that. Where we get the, where we get a lot of this because this is in the beginning of the story. Mm. Is that necessary? Because the vampires aren't there yet, so no, it's not necessary. I agree. Yeah, but uh, since you're doing a movie, uh, you know, it has its purpose in some way to show you how it how the town is working how. Things are, um, how can I put it, how how wide is this town to how uh, people who live in it, uh, how they're uh, bond with each other and shit like that. You know, mm-hmm. it, I think it's kind of necessary because take that out. I'm not sure we would actually care about those characters to begin with. Well, I mean, okay, the, the 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 whole thing is around Eben and Stella. I mean, I know that there's maybe two or three other of the deputies that are kind of like important focal points, but I don't know if there's really as much need for everybody else because mm-hmm. you could have had you could have had the thing where you you know the vampires are just there picking off the ones at the at the outbreak, and this is how I you know this is going to lead into where I would rewrite the middle mm-hmm. of the movie. Is that instead of it being to where they attack at once and, you know, they overrun the town, Mm -hmm. you make it to where you pick off the stragglers and then over the course of the 30 days, they start realizing that the ones that they've been there with all along are missing. They're picking mm-hmm. them off during the course of this, but they're much more brazen about it because, you know, it's 30 Days of night, you know, you you can't go, you know, you don't have the sunlight to protect you. You're now forced to face the Dude, vampires when abso- they want to. But absolutely, absolutely, I agree thing, with you. Thing. But yeah, but that's what I'm saying is that you know, instead of the the main the big attack where they overrun and as, as much fun as that sequence is, it's my favorite part of the film where you know you just see all the slaughter and you know you get all the bodies on the floor and you get all the mayhem and destruction and all that. That's favorite part of the film but Mm -hmm. instead of how much better would it have been 
they get everybody out of town. They have the stragglers left back that they know that they're going to be there with. But then over the course of 30 days, they start realizing, hey, wait a second. I thought I saw Jim over there, you know, taking his trash out. And all of a sudden, he's not there anymore. Or, you know, what happened to Martha? She used to be, you know, I used to see her in the morning jogging around her house. And now she's not anymore. Mm. And you start realizing over the course of 30 days that all of these people that have been there are slowly being picked off one by one. And they realize that it's the vampires there because now that there's 30 days of night, they don't have to be, you know, there's there's no longer the sunlight there to hold them at bay. They can attack any time they want. I, they I agree a hundred percent, like for sure. That, that what what you said about you know uh, they just start getting picked up one by one and nobody knows what's going on. I think that that was missing from the movie. I a hundred percent, a hundred percent, dude. I I I give it uh, props to you. It, it was one of my points actually that I wanted to point out. So I guess we can all talk about uh, 30 days of night without doing like a round table shit. We're just going right. to chat uh, yeah. with each other for it. Uh, for me, uh, one thing I think would have like greatly like improved the movie mm-hmm. is like no gang. I don't know gang, uh, gangs of vampire. No, like have two, three, like you know, just just to to and have uh, multiple. Um, don't kill every single characters right away. Have them do their own ways uh, with how to survive and with what's going on. You know, by hiding. Uh, it, it it feels like it's so. It, it, okay, that, that's kind of weird to say, but I feel like it was like all tension building to a certain point and then it's all out fucking action like we have a gang a fucking vampire it's like i think it's too much in some way maybe that's just me but i mean yeah. oh well, go ahead well go on. Uh, i was just gonna say um i kind of like the whole gang thing i like the idea that they're essentially like a pack I don't personally. I really don't. I mean, you know. I mean, I go on. I like Will's idea of lowering the pack a little. Mm. I will probably keep it maybe you know the head vampire, you know, two trusted underlings, and then I want the the head of the vampires. Right. right? But I'm saying Mm. like yeah, the head vampire, the like the real bald, vicious looking one. Yep. And then maybe like one of the un- one or two of the underlings, and then like three or four like sen- like servants or sentries or whatever that are mm-hmm. the ones that go off and like exactly. And, and I feel like all all characters are disposed of like so quickly. Like, don't get me wrong, I love how they are disposed of though. I mean, that, this movie's fucking brutal. I love mm-hmm. it, but. Just to maybe have them like for a little longer, you know, doing their thing, not knowing really what's going on, instead of just focusing like on our main characters, you know, like a side. Because I know, I know it's a small town, but still, people are there's people there, you know. Mm-hmm. Just to see more of that on how 
I don't know. It feels kind of like rushed in a way. Um. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess that's what happens when you push thirty days down into like a two-hour movie. <laughs> I mean, yeah. maybe maybe it. Yeah, but uh, character-wise, like, you could you could have still yeah. do. I, I I think this movie, as much as I love kill counts mm. in horror movies, everyone gets picked up like so fucking easily and there's like too much vampire I think there's like well, I, three three vampire against a whole town of people hiding and doing their thing it would have been so great I think I, th- I think the, what, what would have been the problem there though would have been if you had like a town of like 150 people and you had three vampires you know, even though the vampires are very much, like, superior, uh, 150 or so people would still gang up and, like, attack them. And they'd probably come off the worst for it. Yeah, I don't know, I mean, man. I like, it, but... I, like I said, to me, I think... But do y'all agree biggest with my step point, is. Or? No, I, don't get me wrong. I, I like where you know maybe shrinking the horde a little is a better idea. But mm. like I said, for me, I still think the worst thing that this movie does is it shows the attack up front at the very beginning, and you get everybody just being like ripped apart and bitten and slashed it's up like and all that at the very start. But I'm saying is that you know you get all that at the very beginning, so then all of a sudden now. Okay, well then, what are we gonna do for thirty day, for you know twenty nine other days? Yeah, it plays that, out it, it too blows, fast. Yeah, it blows its load too too early. I think. I agree with you. It, it it's it, that's where I'm saying like it felt rushed. It, it's too fast and too. Um, maybe it's just me, but you know, seeing those people. Being uh, mauled and <laughs> ripped apart, that shit. Eh, I don't really give a flying fuck. It's cool, visually, it's fucking cool. But there's so much more you could have done with a story like that. And I agree with you, Don. Yeah. Maybe what they should have done. Maybe they should have kind of gone for like a middle ground. Had maybe like three or four vampires go originally. And their plan wouldn't be just to, like, eat the town. The plan would be to, like, rebuild their numbers. Yeah, their numbers, or, like, By we need that amount of blood up. before, or we need that amount of blood before the 30 days are over. So that's where, you know, why a huge-ass town like that could be, uh, I guess you could, uh, you know, get most people of the town mauled and shit like that. But have some, you know, surviving, like, circles. Like, some people tried to really run away from this town. They're in the middle of nowhere, all covered in snow, and they, they're trying to survive and shit like that. Like, there's so much you could have done with a story like that, I think. It's just my opinion, but... Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's the sort of thing... Uh it depends really on how can I put this? Like what sort of movie you're wanting to make. And, uh, it seems to me the movie that they wanted to make when they made this movie was essentially like 
a cross between like a horror film and an action film. Action, oh yeah, and it shows. Yeah, I mean you, yeah, you could do it really creepy, and like atmospheric. Have it that you never see any vampires till near the end. What about Daniel with it, dude? Uh, but then again, that that would have essentially been Salem's Lot in the winter, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, pretty much. I would be down with that, though. That that would be kind of cool. Be, it'd be fun, yeah, but the well, thing yes is, and no, but yeah, it's, uh, we're talking about a town, dude. Yeah. But I'm saying is that, uh, to me, I think what they're really trying to do is they're trying to exploit the concept in the title. Mm. That it's a vampire feeding frenzy for 30 days because there's no daylight to chase them away. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where, instead of trying to, you know, be subtle with it, they're trying to, you know, like you said, do more of an action thing with it. Yeah, in your mm-hmm. face. You know, it's it's too yeah. obvious. Mm. Yeah, and like, like like I was saying when I first when I first came up, came in with it is that it's an underdeveloped idea. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, I agree. I, I can't help but think how awesome would this be as like a thirty episode TV series? Dude, and ev- uh, every day would be one day. That'd be fun. It would. I mean, you I know, would watch it. So would I. I mean, it would it could work really well, and it could re you could really build up the the tension and everything over that. But I think the, I gotta say though, don't get me wrong. I sound like I'm like hating on this movie. I still mm-hmm. find it enjoyable though. Oh yeah. Like I don't think it's a bad movie, but not at all. There are some missed opportunities mm-hmm. with it. The acting is meh. At best, I think so, too. Yeah. Well, one thing I found with this movie that I wish they'd gone more into, I wish, instead of focusing on, you know, uh, the sheriff and his, like, ex-wife or whatever, I wish they'd kept, you know, like, them as a married couple, keep that fine, but introduce, you know, the the deputy? Introduce his family. Make us care about his family. Exactly, exactly. That's then what when I'm that saying. then that, when that, that tells, event give happens, give you're like, give, oh. give more, give us more people to rule for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as it is, I think it's just a. I, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but for me, it's just essentially Evans, Stella, and whatever Deputy McFuckNuggets is. Yeah. <laughs> See the thing is like if you, say you knew, you knew all about <coughs> Deputy McFuckNuggets um like family and everything could you imagine the scene when it shows what he's done with them Yeah definitely that would yeah, be dude. heartbreaking but the fact is it's just like we know he has a wife and kids Yeah but it, like like I'm telling you it's mm. that's where you know it's rushed it's too much for, I know Don, you said like you wish it was like shorter, but I personally I wish it was uh, it was actually longer, so we we would actually get some people to really rule for and care about, you know, just. Well, I only said shorter in the sense of rewriting the relationship. Yeah. For yeah. me, when I said shorter, I meant changing the relationship so they're not fighting with each other. It's 
you know, like I said earlier, they're the married couple that they were in the comics, and then they're trying to get everybody mm-hmm. out of town or keep them together. And then, you know, because, you know, they're trying to keep them together, you can get, you know, your character introductions based on everybody mm-hmm. that's still there. You could do it that way, and then there's character development. There's a character development on the the survivors, so we know, okay, these are the people that they're going to be, that the vampires are going to take. Okay, now we care about them. Mm-hmm. And then as they slowly get picked off, okay, then, you know, the tension mounts. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. who's going to be next? Yeah. I mean, it's not without its problems. But I, I tell you what, there's one scene in this movie that makes it all worthwhile. And that's just that the, scene where uh, the the edge to the throat. No, the the scene where they have they're looking out the window, and they have like and there's like a girl running down the street like asking for help, and uh, you know Evans like like look on the roof, and the fact that they're using her as bait. I love mm-hmm. that, and I I love the main vampire's reaction, like, he gets down there, like, they're gonna, like, kill her, and she's like, like, please, God, and he's like, God. No God. <laughs> That's that so not that, of the dead, though. I know, but it was, it was just so cool, it was just kind of like, like, you know, like, looking up at the sky, like, and it's like, like, there's no God here. <laughs> like, no one's coming to help you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it's still an enjoyable movie, but... Oh. Uh, I was enjoying. I was having like a blast when I was younger watching it. Like when I was like fourteen, fifteen, you know, it was like action packed, bloody. But growing up, and you know, it's kind of, I don't want to sound pretentious, but having a podcast, having seen like so many movies, mm-hmm. uh, this movie is like heavily flawed in some ways. It is. It is. But I, I feel I, it's hearts in the right place. Yeah, I mean, for all my for all my complaints about the writing, when for you know when we're not rewriting this, the action in this is actually really good. I like you know, like you said, you know, the the bait sequence is of is fantastic. I love the confrontation in the quickie mart where they're trying to get out. <laughs> in the quickie. <laughs> That was great. I, I I have always just called it that for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> I've just always called it that. So. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, the action of this is fantastic. And like I said, the sequence where they swarm the town and overrun and rip everybody apart, yeah. it is fantastic. And it is, you know, like the kind of big, big budget spectacle that you're going to get in like a slick Hollywood kind of a film. So... Mm. Yeah, I do agree that there, you know, there is parts to like, and when we're not rewriting it, there's there's problems. But uh, before we get going, uh, anyone want to comment on the ending? I I, I uh, I'm I fine it. with the ending. Yep, it's right out of the comic. I'm totally down with it. Mm. Yeah, it's I, the, I, it's the most comic accurate thing. Out of the movie, I guess. Well, yeah, well, and kind of the vampire designs. Oh, yeah, for sure. The kind of, like, slightly off look of all the vampires, that's down for sure. Uh, No problem with the ending whatsoever. Yeah. 
I, I like the idea of essentially it, it's a, how can I put this? There are certain themes that I really like, and one of them is kind of like using evil to defeat evil. So I like the fact that, you know, essentially he makes himself a vampire so that he can take out the other vampires. That, uh, yeah. Uh, but you it know, feels like I'm watching, uh, I love it still. It's mm. it's accurate to the comic and shit. I, I love it, but it really feels like I'm watching like a Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode. You know, I'm going to let I, I myself become... You know, a vampire, so I can't, you know, it's, it's... Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, though, how else could you have ended it? Because, you know, the vampires have already proven they're physically superior. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm fine with yeah. the ending that we got. Yeah. Mm. The, the the only other ending I could think that would work would be is if the humans had decide, decided to blow up the town themselves. Yeah, that was the one where I... And take the vampires the, out. Right, that yeah. was the one that I was... That's what I was fishing for, actually, was... I, I, I get the idea where they're trying to go. Like you said, the vampires mm. are the superior beings, and they damn well should be. Yeah. But I find it just a, a tad bit of a cop-out to become one, to defeat the one. Oh, it's the simple way out. I mean, it's the, I know, but it's just it's, it's cliche. It's really right, cliche. but it's just it's one. Of, to me, it just feels a little unsatisfying because they don't actually do anything. They theoretically lose because he gets turned into. Oh, one. dude, absolutely. Mm. I, I'm not saying I'm right. satisfied with the ending, but yeah. And uh, regarding uh, the movie like what, as a whole, I'm fine with the ending. Would I would I have preferred something else? Yes, but. Well, regarding the movie I'm that we had, what I'm saying is that to me, I, I I just find it unsatisfactory that essentially for them to win, they have to lose, and then they end up losing anyway when he, you know, I mean, spoiler alert, who gives a fuck? <laughs> well, it's it's a clusterfuck of an ending. I mean, it's yeah. uh... well, it it's it's one of those endings where literally nobody really wins. Yeah, and that that and that's okay. I mean, essentially, all they've done is like um, they've made like a they've stalled them. You know, you know, Don, Don. I just thought about something. You know, when you were you were saying like uh, bombing the whole place and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, it just reminded me of uh, fucking Aliens versus Predator Requiem. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, uh, I'm fine with the ending that we got. Mm. Am I? Do I think it's perfect? Do I think they could have done something better? Absolutely. But regarding the movie that we had, I'm fine with it. I mean, this ain't no masterpiece. I mean,. It's, I mean, you know, yeah. Uh, it's acceptable. I mean, you know, there's... Were you, like, the, legit, me, like I, pissed? I was the first time I saw it. I'll, I'll, I'll admit that. When I first saw it, the ending was one of the was one of the few issues I had with it. Oh, yeah. I think it would have been me, better. I always, Go on. 
Well, no, no, I was going to say, for me, there's three endings. Mm-hmm. Eben takes him on one-on-one, is clearly outmatched. Mm-hmm. In his death throes, he ends up managing through a sheer bit of luck to trip some defense and kill the head vampire, and then they re- the vampires retreat because it's no longer 30 days of night anymore. Mm. Stella's the only one that survives, but she's heartbroken because her man is dead. But the mm. threat is gone because the vampires retreat. There's no longer 30 days of night. Mm. Two, we get the ending where they're proactive. They blow up the town. They're, you know, they're still together. That The good ending. And then the ending they get here. She, she ends up he ends up turning into a vampire, ends up winning, takes such a beating that he now f- realizes he can't survive anymore and he has to st- stay up to see the s- sunrise. I'd actually go with the fourth one. What's the... There's a fourth one? Yeah. And uh, this is essentially... It's from later on in the in the comic series, but essentially what ends up happening is... Spoiler alert if you haven't read the comics. Um... Stella ends up bringing Eben back to life. And then he bites her. And they both end up as vampires. That's Twilight shit, dude. Yeah, but what they end up doing is they end up essentially protecting the town. They stay out in the woods. They live out in the woods. Nobody will come to live to this fucking town. Like in the middle of fucking nowhere. You gotta listen, man. We're not done yet. They save the town. Okay, that's that's the thing. But they both end up getting turned. But they say, you know, we're not going to be like 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 the the like these other vampires. This they, they essentially say this is our town. You know, this all this is under our protection. They've killed the head vampire guy. The rest of them essentially leave because they're like, "Damn, um we're not going to fuck with this guy." And then they end up living out in the woods somewhere, like eating, like fucking deer, which, which is which is you know, canon. Twilight. That's a, eventually what happens. Which is but, fucking Twilight too. No man, the thing is they're still brutal. They can still rip people apart. But they they've made it that like why would they rip people apart if there's no one living there? Because people are living there. Remember, will the town half still the town, exists? Yeah, and remember, half the town leaves to leaves during the celebration. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, but no fucking way they'll be like coming back after what happened. But they wouldn't have known that. Remember, they're not there, and all the survivors. Yeah, every, are everything dead. we know has happened, you know, there's like four people that remember it, because you know, that we're there. Yeah, and two of them are now vampires. Yeah. So it's essentially, kind of, you know, other people yeah, come that, back. That, yeah, that's true. But Eben and Stella, they, they, they're they like out in the woods, they're like, this is our territory now. You know, and any other vampires come here, we're gonna deal with them. And like I said, that that's where the comic eventually goes. And you had the whole thing. I don't have the whole thing. I have about one, two, three. I have about nine or ten graphic novels. It's a real. It, it, they're they're all like uh, usually a bunch of mini series, you know, essentially. Yeah. 
Yeah, but that's that's what I would that's how I would have ended it. I would have had it like as as it stands right now, you know. Eben killed the main vampire. Yeah, but they could totally come back next year. You know, there's nothing stopping them from coming back next year. Where you know, essentially if he'd been there and he'd and he'd said, you know, like like this is this this whole place this is mine get the hell out you know and they'd be like no we ain't going back there mm. it's rich uh, it's it'd be fun to see where they would go with that in a sequel idea mm. yeah. potential yeah well, like I said, that's, I think that's, it's a stretch still. That's what yeah. they ended up going with uh, uh, eventually. So you know, um, I mean, you know, if you were to prob- if you were to adapt the novels more closely, I can see that maybe. But yeah. the the problem uh, is really, I don't I don't know. It's like I think I think one of the problems is for the most part, by the end, it should have ended like the thing. Essentially where, like, you know, the people that survived are still gonna die, but they managed to take out the the threat. Hmm. That would have been a more satisfying ending than, you know, like, I beat the vampire, all's good in the world. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we could spend the rest of the night rewriting this, but uh, we've got three other films to talk about. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah let's uh, call it here and let's uh, move on. So uh, we'll start with ratings. Let's go with uh, you, Will. Ratings. I'm at about a seven out of ten. Okay. Still enjoyable. Well, I feel like back in the days, uh, probably when I went with like like an 8, even 8.5. I was a big fan of this movie growing up, but on a rewatch, mm, like a nostalgia, a nostalgia like Buster, yeah, I think it, this movie did just that. So uh, I'm at about like a 7. Um <clears throat> The rewatchability, rewatchability. Uh, I'm gonna go with an eight. I think it's 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 decent enough. I could find myself watching it every now and then, especially during uh, winter time. Oh yeah. Uh, by a run. Hold on. One one thing though. That's something we should bring up. They it does do cold really well. It genuinely feels like a cold yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. do that. I mean, they, they, they always look like they've been out in the environment. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, keeping in theme with what we're going on, uh, yeah, I'll do agree with that. Yeah. So go on, Will. Mm. Uh, rewatchability, yeah, I just went on rewatchability, but uh, by a rent, it's a buy. It's a buy. I think it's a definite buy. It's good enough. Yeah. Uh, All right, for me, uh, Glenn. For me, it's uh, eight across the board. Um, you know, 
and it's a definite buy. I mean, you can buy this really cheap. You can get the Blu-ray nowadays, I think, for like, you know, seven or eight bucks. <laughs> and um, it looks good. So I would suggest anyone who hasn't seen it, um, uh, you know, um, let's put this, well, I'll say if you have the DVD, maybe it's worth upgrading. Hmm. All right. Um, yeah, for me, I will uh, replicate the eights for those very same reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, although I am going to throw a caveat in here in that I will say rent if you're not a huge vampire fan. If you're yeah. like not like a huge genre fan, I would go rent first. Just, you know, to I mean, you know, if it's not like a, a genre of yours that you're really into, you know, you may like not necessarily find it as enjoyable as we did. Mm. So, like rent first if you're not a vampire fan, but if you are, I would definitely say buy for the yeah. same reasons. So, I will say rent if you're not a huge vampire fan, but a if you are that that's one thing though we, that we should mention this does the the service of you will of making vampires like a threat this came out yeah. at like the height of like twilight and crap like that no a year before it well oh, yeah i think this so, came up before yeah but yeah, it's still within it. you know the book was already out the yeah. twilight book was out you know so the whole idea of like you know the glowy shiny vampires was out there in like the in the ether if you will but you know they stuck with it they made vicious monsters you know there's nothing romantic about these vampires at all I just think yeah. it's kind of important yeah, to bring that up that. you know yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. All right. So uh, let's warm ourselves by the fire as we take a break before we begin our second film of the evening, 2007's Wind Chill. We had a class together, you know. Intro to modern philosophy. What? There's like a million people in that class. <laughs> like Woodstock. So, uh, are you doing anything over the break? Oh, I'm getting that laser eye surgery. But your glasses look so good on you. How would you know? I never wear them outside my dorm. The National Weather Service has issued a winter storm warning for the entire eastern seaboard. Temperatures will plunge with a wind chill reaching 30 degrees below zero. What the hell is this? Are we lost or something? It's a shortcut. Get back on Calm the highway. Down. Relax. Pull over. Pull over. Pull over. Don't pull over. Pull over. Hello? Any luck? I can't get a signal. What's wrong with you? What did I do? You you drove us here! You think I intentionally arranged for us to get stranded? What kind of a psycho do you think I am? Hello? We just had an accident. We could really use some help here. What the hell? Hey. It was 
weird. I just saw some guy. Who's... He's gone. He was... Ghost. There's the ruins of an old house or something up on the hill. I didn't see anyone. There's somebody up there. But I found these old newspapers. Two found dead in tragic accidents. Family freezes in car. Police officer burned alive. Every winter, there's freak accidents on this road. They say when you freeze to death, it's just like going to sleep. Our second film of the evening, 2007's Windchill. Two college students share a ride home for the holidays, but when they break down on a deserted stretch of road, they are preyed upon by the ghosts of people who have died there. That's kind of a spoiler, though. Uh, uh, some I mean, way. Some, some a bit. little bit, but I don't know, not really. Hmm. I, I, I've heard worse. Let's just say that. So, um, all right. Uh, I mean, what I meant by that is like, couldn't like they just wrote something like some paranormal or unusual stuff starts happening, you know, just. Yeah. I mean, you can have definitely kept a couple points hidden, but um, I, I think people would have been pissed if they'd gone into that movie expecting like, you know, like a psychological thriller type thing, and then all of a sudden there are ghosts. Oh, it's still horror, though. It is, but I mean, you know, you know how it is. I mean, there are some people that just, you know, they do not like... Yeah. Like paranormal stuff. Yeah. You know? Uh, so, um, before we get started, was this a uh, first time watch for any of you? Absolutely not. I'm a big it, it, fan of this movie. It was for me. Oh, okay, well then uh, you go first. Yeah. Was it for you, Don? No, I've seen this before. Okay. Yeah, I'd always... That's why I was asking. Yeah, I'd, I'd like, seen the cover of this before and everything, and I was always, like, meh. And it just seemed so, like, generic. But, you know, Will was talking it up, so, you know, I I ended up watching it, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, You were, you were pleasantly surprised with it. Oh, definitely. I mean, I went in, honestly, not not really expecting... I don't want to say not expecting things like great stuff because you really talked it up and you were like, it's really good. So my expectations were kind of high, but I was, it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. The one thing I found with this movie, which was what I found was really interesting is the two main characters. I didn't like either of them. I didn't. I didn't I, like, I, I, well, I didn't like the, male character at all. Uh, I, the first time I, I, I saw this movie, I was like, are we going to stay spoiler-free, though? Yeah, um, eh, no. For this movie, if you ruin the spoiler, though, it's... Uh, okay, let's go, let's go. I'm tr- I'm going to try. Well, and go um, before we get free. started, well, before we get started, there is one thing that I do want to mention, is the female companion in this movie, and I do mean female companion because they're not given names, is Emily Blunt, years before she broke out. So I yeah. think this is like her second or third movie. 
It's yeah. a, uh, her third, I think. Yeah, it's like her second or third movie, yeah. So, she did uh, some appearance on shows and shit. Though, right, in the but, meanwhile. Uh, yeah, but. Uh, um, if you're ever interested for uh, Phil Perrin, I know he's going to be really excited to hear that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is an early appearance from him. Do you think so Philip has seen it? Or? Oh, uh, he's jerked off to this thing more times than probably any other person except Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> no, Emily Blunt's his favorite actress. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. Oh. Um, the running joke is that if it's not Taylor Swift, it's Emily Blunt. Um, well they kind of look similar well he used to be into uh, Sophie Turner when Game of Thrones was still on but now that that's over he he switched to Emily Blunt (laughs) (laughs) oh man he used her while she was popular and then got rid of her (laughs) well to be fair she left the show and got pregnant so (laughs) that's true but dude this back to the movie. Please, please yeah. tell the how much you liked it. Yeah, I'm getting to that part. First thing first, like I said, I I, I didn't like either of the characters, but and, and here's the but. By the end, I liked them both, and I don't know when in the story it happened. Like like when did when did the Emily Blunt character stop being like a complete bitch? And when did the guy stop being a creeper? I don't know. But at some point, I found myself really liking them. Yeah, and you can't even say it's, uh, you know, it's this part in the movie where they realize that there was, like, something more going on to it. Cause yeah, no, you can't. And, and both of them were, like, denying it. And... Yeah, and I mean, you know, but there was there was some point, you know, and I was just kind of like, damn, I actually kind of do like these characters. And it was so weird. You know, um, I like the effects in this movie. I mean, the use, you know, we've already mentioned the ghosts. I'll just say this, the ones up in the well, house. Well, they're like shadows. Yeah. That, that was, that's just creepy. But the part where, uh, you know, the guy goes up to the house. Yeah. And, you know, and you see these people that are like frozen. That's fucking it's creepy, creepy as fuck. It's really I, creepy. It's a fucking. Let me do my ranking. Go for let it. Me do, let me do. My, it's a ten. This movie is a fucking ten for me. It's tense. You don't know what's coming next. You. It, it's well played out. It's well written. Uh, the pacing is so fucking amazing in this movie. The pacing is like super, it's super slow paced, super slow. And uh, you get that sense of, you know, paranoia and isolation with that car crash. It's, it's it's fucking brilliant. It's brilliant. It's, it's a, it's a damn good movie. It really is. I mean, it, it doesn't get a 10 from me because, you know, there's a movie on this list that does get a 10, and uh, I don't think it ranks as good as that. Um, but all in all, I mean, the performances are great. You, the effects are are pretty damn good. I mean, you there's no glaringly, like, bad CG or anything. No, absolutely not. Every, and, it, and it does cold. Cold well, exactly. It it, does. You're freezing watching this shit. When they're in the car and you see the ice on the windshields and shit like that, you're yeah. like, Phew. 
and you get the feeling, you know, it's like they're in the car and you're like, yeah, it's still, this isn't, it's uh, not safe. It's no, not it's safe still at all. Not safe. I think I just figured out the, the scene where I started liking them as characters and it's the one where the M- the Emily Blunt character, the uh, the guy has gotten like a frostbite on his hand. Yeah. And she like takes it and like puts it on her stomach. You know, and she's like, you you got to warm up the hand or whatever. And <clears throat> yeah, but then again, she realized that this dude wasn't like a creep at all. It's, exactly. He's like in the same fucking shitty situation that yeah. she is in. I, I think that's the moment. There was just something there. It was like, you know... It's like they both stopped being, like she's kind of stopped being a bitch, and he stopped being a creeper, and it, they just became people, and at that point, I started liking them as characters. It's it's yeah, it, it's it, it, it's a good movie. I and I like the fact you know, should we go spoilers? Yeah, I, I suppose. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say spoiler, it this way. Let, let me let me just rub the yeah. spoiler warning. Maybe skip uh, three minutes if yeah. you're if you haven't watched this movie. Just yeah. skip three minutes. Yeah. Um, the fact I'm like, try and do a rant at the yeah. thir- three minutes or less. <laughs> yeah, the fact that at the end when he's died and you know his ghost or whatever, like essentially saves her. The fact that, you know, she's been rescued, she's there with, like, the, the, you know, the ambulance or whatever, and the fact that she, like, seems to be genuinely getting upset about the fact that he That he died. Yeah. And, I mean, really, in any other situation... I I feel exactly like you do on this movie. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in any other situation, you know, he's a creeper. You'd, you'd, uh... You know, it would be like, yeah, you know what, maybe, like, he helped me out and stuff. You wouldn't expect his character uh, to to actually, would... like, turn out to be just a regular guy. Like, she is. He's basically. just, a, he's just a, a guy with severe, like, social phobia. Yeah. That's essentially what he is. I mean, you know. And it works. Yeah. Except, you know, he had to die for it to work. Yeah, but still, it still works. I mean, yeah. uh, I mean, you always come across some weird ass dudes yep. every now and then. And uh, this movie really use use this kind of thing uh, well uh, when it comes to his character, especially because you're like, oh, this is too fucking weird, like. Yeah, and you but, feel the weirdness. Uh, yeah, uh, the props to the acting again, uh, but it, it it's so it plays out so well, and it's like that perfect like ending note to it. Like, yeah. I think it's it's really well made, dude. I think it's a beautiful movie. Beautiful. I think it's well crafted. I think yeah. uh, everything really works for it. Tell me this: Do you think if at, by, the, by the end of the movie, if he hadn't died, would they have ended up together, or do you think she'd just been like, you know what, uh, kick him to the curb at the end? Uh, 
I don't see one or the other. She was kind of a bitch. So I, I mean, yeah. for, for what we know, she could have been like, nah, you know, we're just going to be friends. But who knows, he, dude? He I mean, survived, that survival instinct really kicked in. That's why they got so close together, I guess. So Yeah. Still, you know, all in all, it's it's a damn good movie. It's a great winter horror movie. I'm so glad you dug it. Yeah, I really did. It it was just just really fun, and uh, you know, honestly, it, it's one of those things where I, I I I wouldn't have minded if it had gone on longer. Me neither. You know, I mean, they they. By the time I started liking the characters, I I kind of you know wanted to see more of them. I I just I here's here's what I wish. I wish they'd found that moment about you know twenty minutes sooner. Yeah. You know, because I mean you know she is like a bitch from the very start, and he's a creeper from the very start. Yeah, it's good shit, dude. It's yeah. good shit. It is. I uh, don't Don, flow on it. I want to hear your thoughts. So, when I first saw this, I wasn't much of a fan. I thought it was average. Um, mm. and I don't agree with the pacing. I think the beginning is way too drawn out. Um, that, that that is true. It is. Yeah, yeah um, it takes way too long before they actually get to the road and they get stranded there. Um, granted, a lot of it is building up him him being a jerk ass and her being a snarky bitch. But yeah, I, I I do agree. It gets way more chilling once they get to the actual the actual you know location where every everything goes down. The atmosphere is fantastic. I love the way that this looks. The ghosts mm. are just absolutely terrifying. Yeah. And yeah, um it, it the second half definitely picks up for me. Um Yeah, I, I do agree that there's this weird transition and I'm so glad you picked up on this um Glenn because I was going to say this myself. Mm. there's this weird transition where all of a sudden they become sympathetic and you're trying to root for them both to get out. And mm. yeah, you know, okay, he's, you know, a snarky jerk and she's just this stuck up uptight bitch. And yet, you know, you both want them to come out of this alive. Like, you know, mm. to, to get through the night, to get away from the ghost, to, you know, get back to the station and get the tow truck to get them out of there. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I do agree that that gives the third act a little bit more of a punch because, you know, it's just constant ghost sequences and sightings in the second act, which is mm -hmm. what drives the plot along. And, yeah, I, I've come... I've come down. I've, I've, I've not like come down harder on this, but I've actually like gotten a lot more out of it over time. Mm -hmm. So yeah, um, I, cause I first saw this when it first came out, and I thought it was merely average. Mm -hmm. But yeah, um, I'm not as much. I'm probably leaning more towards uh, you than Will, because mm -hmm. I do find that the pacing is a little off. I do think that okay, first of all, 
the hell are their names? I mean, you know, they're never given. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of, you know, like that's problem number one. You know, your main cast is credited in the film is boy. You know, I mean, okay, yeah, they're, you know, that's going to automatically just lead to, you know, character dis character misinformation or whatever you want to call that. But yeah, I, I, I do agree that once this kicks in, once everything starts happening, this is a lot more fun than it really should be. And overall, yes, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say a huge fan, but it's, I'm probably in this camp where I would say it's an under, under underseen gem. Mm, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, I do, I do, I do through there, but yeah, um, I, I mean, I don't. I don't have anything there... to say about yeah, this Yeah, like, I don't know what else movie. is there to say about I, it. I, no. Dude, honestly, I don't have anything to say about this movie besides the fact that it's fucking awesome. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's great. It's, it's good shit. When good yeah. shit is good shit, I tell, I tell it simply. It's good shit. Watch <laughs> it. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, if there's anything else, I mean, we want to jump into ratings? Yeah, sure. Um, ten, ten, bye. There you go. <laughs> uh, for me, it's like a nine, eight, bye. Oh, there you go. We're step laddering because I'm eight, eight, and bye. Mm, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. So I was the one really ruling for this movie. Yeah. But I mean, still, you know, yeah, eight, uh, eight and nine are still. Uh, yeah, like uh, like I said, I was probably when I first saw this, I was more like around a six or seven. Damn. Yeah, I mean, I like I said, I was just I was not a fan of the early sec. You know, the the early build up just dragged too long. I didn't find any of the the you know, there's no character built. You know, all we get is just okay. That repeatedly hammered home how much of a jerk ass he is. Yeah, but we, on her... with a movie like that, but I'm, I'm, I'm not unlike saying... Thirty Days of Night, now, we don't I'm not, need much. No, I'm not you know? saying now. I'm saying when I first saw it. Okay. I, that's what I'm saying. When I first saw it, like I said, I'm justifying why I gave it a six. And that, that like I've said, is that you know, I, I found it boring. I found it just repeatedly hammering home, just like one character trait before we actually. You know, rather than getting to know, rather than getting anything about him, mm-hmm. and I mean, now, yeah, it's a lot more enjoyable. You know, you do get a little bit more than I gave it credit for. There's like little bits and pieces of his backstory that we actually get to see in here. That okay, yeah, maybe it doesn't explain what why he's kind of like constantly creeping on. But we don't but... need an explanation, dude. That's what well, I'm telling you. Okay. It's like regular people's. But okay, yeah, there's actually an explanation. It's Emily fucking Blunt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I, but, I, I kind of. I, I no, but, away but with dude, that I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think, um, as a closing uh, sentence to this movie, for a closing sentence uh, to this movie, um, I gotta say, dude, uh, I don't think we need uh, any fucking character developments or anything it's like she's a bitch he is a creep it's like everyday people but you know turns out she's a bitch 
he's a creep. We don't need more to it. Absolutely yeah. not. There are some people who are living bitches and living creeps. So <laughs> I'm both. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, let's take another short little break and we'll be back with our third film of the evening. 2010's Frozen. sure about this? Yeah, yeah, it works all the time. All you have to do is go over there and you say, like... I said that I could pay for all three lift tickets, and then I left my credit card at the gas station. Right. Totally on money. Just not enough for all three. <laughs> Last run, gotta make Woo-hoo! it... Our third film this chilly evening, 2010's Frozen. Three skiers stranded on a chairlift are forced to make life-or-death choices, which prove more perilous than staying put and freezing to death. little wordy. Probably could have just cut off with the uh, before the comma, but I'm fine with it. You know, this is the one movie that I was so high before this show. I was so high on it. Mm-hmm. After my... Uh, it was... Four days ago? I'm kind of... Maybe I'm nitpicking, but... Uh, there are some stuff that I really am like, what the fuck? Like, this doesn't make sense at all. Uh, especially uh, with the uh, with, with the wolf thing, but uh, let's let's. Uh, I'm a. I know Glenn's a big fan of it, so I'm gonna yeah. let him go ahead. And then, uh, especially with the the wolf scene, like you got skis on your. Why don't you just throw your skis at him and shit like that? Like what? Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, anyway. Uh, Go ahead, Glenn. I'm going to 
jump okay. in if it were. Okay. Um, I feel this is one of the most scariest movies ever filmed. Because it could happen. It has happened. You know, there have been people stuck up in ski lifts and everything. And then they get left over a weekend or something. Uh, now, does it end as badly as it does for the people in this movie? Not usually. But, um... I just, I just find it genuinely terrifying. You know, the, and, you know, also the idea that, uh, how can I put it? Like, people were still there when they were stuck up in the, in the chairlift. There was that guy that comes along, you know, like, I'm going to say mowing the snow, but that's not what I mean. I don't know what you call that. Yeah. Yeah, that that machine. You know, had they maybe thrown their skis at him, like at the top of the, the machine, maybe, you know, he'd have heard something and... I don't know. Um, but yeah, I find this movie genuinely terrifying. And It is. Yeah. I find the acting good. I find the, the characters are... Believable. Yeah. You know, they they seem just like people that would be, you know, at, at like a ski lift. Taking a ski lift to go up a mountain. They don't seem like, you know, there's no uh, stereotypical characters, really, or anything. Um, it's all believable, and it's... As I said, genuinely terrifying. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to be the dissenter here. I am not a fan of this at all. <laughs> um, really? Yeah. Uh, I, I 1,000% behind what Glenn said. The idea behind this is terrifying. But I do not for a second buy this as the premise for a full-length feature film story. This is a short film at best. That uh, is true. Uh, yeah, this is... I, I, I don't even really know where to start with this. Uh, first of all, the hokiness with which that, they, that this comes into fruition, where... Okay, so they get stranded up there because the three... The one guy said, hey, there's three people there. We need to wait for them. And then, you know, all of a sudden, these two other, these three people come by, and then the guy's like, well, fuck this. I'm out of here. Uh, I don't really know if that I would really buy that. Because wouldn't, you know, wouldn't the, the record, the company there keep re much more accurate records of who was using their facility if you're closing it down, you know, to ensure that something like this wouldn't happen, wouldn't you like keep records of how many people have actually left instead of who's staying there? Like, uh, okay, you know, I would assume so, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you know, you know, you would have like the records of who's checking out and who's, you know, like staying behind and all that. Because it, you know, when you check into hotels and lodges and stuff like that, they keep a record of who's in what room so you'd have a much higher 
you know, you, you, you'd be able to cross-reference and check, okay, uh, everybody's that's supposed to be here is here, but wait, who are these three dipshits that haven't checked out of room 112 yet? Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you know, like something like that, like, okay, you know, hey, you know, room 103 hasn't checked, checked out yet. Where are they? But it's not a, it's not really like an hotel business. It's more of a ski resort. Well, I, I know, but I'm just saying is that you know that, that's just one of my things. But the other thing too, like what Glenn was saying with the guys stand with the guy mowing the, or whatever the hell that they're doing there, uh, tending the snow or the blowing yeah. it. I, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, whatever the hell that that thing is. And mm-hmm. we should, by the way, mention that it is Kane Hodder. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, that was him. No shit. Did really? Yeah, that was him. You didn't know that? No. Oh well. Okay. Well, uh, consider your mind blown. Yeah, the driver of the snowplow that they, the one that that's in the machine that they that drives underneath them and then drives away. That's Kane Hodder. Damn. Yeah, and uh, other thing too. Um, the chick that the guy hits on, the one that the boyfriend beats him down for, mm-hmm. that's actually the actress who plays the young Victor Crowley. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, that I knew of, though. Yeah, that's the, um, it's Adam's ex-wife. Uh, <laughs> oh, what's her tits? Um, what's her tits? Oh, Riley, <laughs> Riley Vanderbilt, yeah. What's her tits? Prime example of why we are called the Graveyard Shit Podcast. What's her tits? No, that... Yep. No, that's uh, the no. Uh, for those that don't know, that's actually how I. That's just my own personal way of remembering women's names. I have <laughs> no idea how it started. It, it trust me, that's how I come up with women's names. Actually, that 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 that's an actual thing of mine. I, I've I've done that in the past. I have no idea why it works. I have no idea how it started. It, it, it's just that's how I remember how women's names. <laughs> come to me. What's her tits? Uh, uh, trust me, I, 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 I have no idea why. I, 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 it's just how I remember women's names. Yeah, for men, I actually say, "What's his cock?" Okay. I'm <laughs> okay. Awesome. Okay, so yeah, if I struggle to remember women's names, I say, "What's her tits?" If I struggle for a men's name, it's "What's his cock?" Okay. So yeah, I, I have no idea why, but that, that. I'm not making fun. No My problem. tone is completely serious. Yeah, no. it just it, for those out there, yeah, that's an actual thing of mine. <laughs> but yeah, um anyways, what I was um Okay, so yeah, all all the unbelievabilities. You have actual fucking wolves in a ski resort? Seriously? Well, you never know. Okay, but the thing is is Here's the thing. This is a public place. You know, you are essentially renting out your land for the public to go there. They come out at you night, have I no... guess. That's why they close up. They mostly come out at night. Mostly. But the thing is, is that you're still going to be in an area where there's good, no patrols to make sure that, that, you know, they don't get in. You know, you're not going to, you know, if a wolf gets in, into the in, to the facility and bites one of your, you know, one of the member, you know, your guests or whatever. You have any idea what kind of a lawsuit you're gonna have on your hands? Well, the you lawsuit know, would okay, be okay. about 
being stuck in a fucking. And, and yeah, I get, I get that. That's the joke in Hatchet Two, where yeah, the lawsuit is them strapped on, is stranded on the thing. But the idea of letting of getting the of letting the wolves in, there's the lawsuit right there because that's the more dangerous part of the of the area, and it's just one of the things that you know. Okay, yeah, the. Uh, the 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 idiot that jumps down. Um, uh, Dan, right? The one that breaks his legs. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna jump that high onto the ground with no support on your, and you wonder why you broke your fucking legs. <laughs> I mean, okay, yeah. Well, I, I think it's you. Well, yeah, but the thing is that he jumps straight down, and he doesn't try to, like, land on his back or land on his butt or, like, distribute the pain. Like, I I don't know. How would you fucking distribute the pain? Because if you're going to – when you land on your back, every stunt team, every person that's even seen one second of behind-the-scenes stunt work will tell you – you yeah, land but on your he's back. not a movie fan, I guess. But, he, but here's the thing, Will. When you're doing something like that, you land on your back because you're distributing it over a larger surface area. Yeah. That's the whole point of it. When you land on your back, you're distributing the weight of the impact across your shoulders, your back, your spine, your rib cage, and your arms. They teach you to, to land with your arms out. And yes, that's professional. I don't expect... normal everyday citizens to know how to fall from a 30 foot jump like that but it's still one of those things where it's just everything that they do just it seems to be there simply for padding like to pad it out like it's just like stupid decisions and like really weird weird antics and different things to just pad the film out and yeah, it's just one of those. I don't feel like this deserves to be a feature-length storyline. I, I this feels more like a short, or even like an anthology effort, like a thirty, forty-minute anthology piece. This fits right in there. Mm-hmm. And for me, as like an hour and a half long feature film, this drags. It's just, yeah, the idea is constant. The idea in concept is terrifying, but the execution, it just drags and it just really starts to feel dull and boring after a while. I no, mean, I don't think so. Okay, well, the only thing is is that the only way that you can really, for me, the only thing that actually builds any kind of tension is the, you know, the gradual buildup of the, of the frostbite effects. Like, that's really, like, the only thing that really builds any kind of tension for me in what goes on. Everything else, it just feels like, okay... No, but it's the main the main antagonist of this movie is uh, the cold weather, so... Well, that's what I'm saying. That's the gradual buildup of the, the frostbite on their faces and their fingers. Like, that's what yeah. I'm getting at. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is that. That's what I'm getting at. That's like the only part of the film, like in the second and third act, that actually works is seeing them succumb to the elements. But everything else, you know, 
it just feels like just stupid decision making and nonsensical antics thrown in just to pad the running time. Ugh, no, I don't agree. Some some decisions, yeah, I can find some some decisions that were made by our main characters to be, yeah, questionable, but ah, don't even matter, uh, given the fact that this movie is, well, at, at least for me, dude, I respect y- your opinion, but, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm Canadian, dude, it's, uh, winter hits, it's fucking cold. And, you know, I remember, like, going out for some beers with my friends, and they were like, oh, no, we can't go any, anywhere else. Like, we don't have a place to stay. So we drank our beers, like, just fucking frozen to death and shit. Everyone was like, oh, fuck that. I'm quitting. I'm going home and shit like that. Dude, cold is uh, is so painful. Like so, it will sneak on you, dude. It's it's super fucking sneaky and shit like that. So, given the fact that yeah, I get what you meant by saying like some poor decisions were made, but still doesn't change the fact that our main characters on are stuck on. Um, I don't know how you call them in English. I don't remember, Scalar. but. Yes, Kila for for a night when it's fucking freezing. The 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 wolf are just like the, the, the are the cherry on the top of it. But this this movie is really based and really plays around those people stuck on a ski lift. That's why it works so well for me. You don't need you don't even need those wolf scene or anything. It's just surviving a super cold ass fucking night on a ski lift. That's what's scary about it. That is what is scary. And I'm I'm not disagreeing with you, but I don't know, just it 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 just feels like it's just continually doing the same thing over and over again. Like, it's just continually keeping them there. And I, I don't know. Just, there. How, how could you get off those things? But that's, like, my point is that it just, it. there's just nothing here for me to keep going that it's just, it's a one-note kind of a plot oh. thing. That it just, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like it really deserves to be as long as it is without padding or, th- you know, doing excess n- excess things to just keep them there for no reason. Like that's always that's my thing with it is that it just doesn't feel like it deserves to be. I'll tell you what. Here's the thing. This is like like we did with Thirty Days of Night. I'm going to rewrite this, and this is how it would have worked for me. They does. The authorities, like I said, they discover the fact that they're stranded. But they realize that they're stranded in the back the back lift of the facility. They're stranded there, unaware that the research the rescue party's coming, but because they're in the back of the park, the rescue party has to go through the has to go through all of the different terrains and the different part you know 
going on all their chairlifts and their searches and their hikes and all that to get to them while they're stranded. Instead of it just being like the A story of them being stuck there stranded, you have a B story with the rescue team discovering it, but being too late to to, to get them out in time. While they're unaware that there actually is a rescue party. I think that would work. I, I just read an interesting uh, little article right here. I'll just I'll just read the kind of the headline here, which is kind of uh, interesting. Just says an an employee at Mount Norke, a ski resort in Banff National Park in Canada, was forced to okay, jump onto a, a snowmobile, story? yeah, and flee when a pack of wolves in the region approached him and continued chasing him for a bit as he rode off. So I, I guess maybe it is a thing. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean that. I mean, it doesn't say that there was how many. Did it say how many, or was it just the one? Right. It was, it was a pack. Okay, yeah, so it was a pack. Yeah. I don't yeah. think it's impossible. I don't think it's impossible. Mm. Well, I think the thing is also, um, at, at least like up up here, a lot of the time, like ski lodges and everything up here are, like, literally in the woods, aren't they? Uh, yeah. There's, there's, they yeah, are. there's, like, no fences or anything around them, so no, I guess no, any, no anything fences. can like come in the middle of a mountain, so... Mm. Okay, but then here's... Maybe the... it's because we're Canadian. <laughs> Maybe. That's what... It, yeah. It, it could be. I mean, you know, we kind of, you know... Mm. I don't know. Weird. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, uh, for me, I can only speak for myself. I've never been skiing. <laughs> me neither. Um, I've only seen. Well, no, I've never even seen actual snow. Well, I've I've been snowboarding, dude, for a while when I was young. Well, and the, well no, the thing I is, is that I've never some gooses and shit like that. I came across some like gooses and shit like on ski resorts. So <laughs> did they chase you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, goose actually did. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so you know, wolf uh, are out there for sure. So and uh, wolf, it's known that wolf are hunting uh, at night. So I don't know. I'm. Uh... I mean, you know, yeah. Like I said, it could just be, you know, the fact that I'm not familiar because I've never personally. You're not I've familiar never with even... snow at all, to begin yeah, with. I've, <laughs> yeah, I've never seen snow up close. So lucky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's good shit, dude. It's good shit. I love this movie. Mm. Ratings? Yeah, I'm good with it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I know I'm going to probably piss a lot of people off by being the low man on the totem. I'm probably going to go with a four on this for watchability. But I, I will say I am going to give this a six on six on rewatchability because I do think that you guys would probably 
be right with your experiences actually adding to the, you know, to how close you feel to the storyline. And like I said, I do find that the storyline is terrifying in concepts. Just mm-hmm. maybe, you know, like I said, the experience not paying up, paying off could be my own, you know, lack of real world experience with it. So I'm going to account for that and say it's a six on rewatchability. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'll say rent just because, you know, I mean, I wasn't really much of a fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're like me, maybe, you know, you, you could be like me. Cause I know it's a divisive film. I know that there's people that do think like me and I know that, you know, I mean, you guys obviously feel the way you do. So, you know, there are some that like it. So, I'll mm-hmm. say rent before, just in case, you know. Yeah. Just in case, so, you know, you feel like Don. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, I mean, also, it's like, uh, when you consider his other work, um, it's very different. Yeah, true. You know, so, yeah. I get it. What, what about you, Will? This movie is, uh, again, I think it's, uh, was at least a solid nine. Uh, rewatchability, it's a ten. It's a buy, too, so. Yeah, for me, it's ten, ten, buy. I love this movie. It's good shit. Alright, so, with that... Let's put on the last log on the fire and close out everything with the 2014 or 15. I can't find a confirmed release date. I think Uh, it was filmed in 14 and released in 15. Okay, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm seeing, too. So let's just say 2015's Dark Was the Night's. Something that's not easily explained. You've been out in the woods lately? Into the trees? All the animals just up and vanished. Animal sense is a threat. Tend not to hang around. You hear that? Jesse, come in, over. Stories, Daddy. People have been telling them around here for a long time. What if there's something wrong about these ones? You really think there's a monster in the woods, Daddy? Okay.
we are back. Our final film of the evening, like I said, 2015. Dark was the night. An evil is unleashed in a small town when a logging company sets up shop in the neighboring woods. God damn. Yep. That's, Finally, a very... that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got two winners tonight, you know. Yep. I mean, 30 days of night. That was a good one. This is a damn good one as well. So I uh, guess let's uh, get in with where we've been all evening. Uh, first time watches for anyone? Uh, first time watches? Absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, same for me too. Uh, this was actually one on my list that I'd been meaning to get to for a while, but never did. So, yeah, first time watch for me as well. Yeah, Brian, what about you? Second not watch? for me. Uh, yeah, I've watched it a few times. Uh I uh, got the Blu-ray of it, and I n- never looked back. <laughs> All right, so uh, I guess, Will, let's uh, start with you then, first time watch. Dude, I was, like, super into it until the ending. Mm-hmm. CG mm. is fucking trash. The CG... Is fucking trash. I can't stress that enough. I think it's fucking awful. I would have. We would be fine without seeing the creature at all. I think. Um. Another thing, the the main actor, the the sheriff, you know, the father, mm-hmm. stale as fuck. Yeah, no emotion I can, whatsoever. I, think I can buy. I can. He is. I see where you're coming from. Yeah, I can say that. Mm-hmm. Ah, dude, he was fucking boring, dude. It is like uh, acolyte, the other like policeman, big <laughs> ass. Acolyte. So I got a well, the the, the 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 other police dude, acolyte. I guess he's like an acolyte. Um, his like, uh, his deputy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Acolyte? It's like, holy crap, we've gone into, like, medieval times or something. <laughs> y- uh, y- y- You're gonna pull out a mace y- and start swinging? Then y'all notice how fucking the, uh, uh, this guy here's were so fucking huge? Oh yeah, it looked like a car with its doors open. <laughs> oh yeah, it's fucking crazy, dude. <laughs> but anyway, I'm just kidding, by the way. <laughs> I think it was it was super like I think it was like for the first half, you know, when uh you know, when you get that glimpse of, you know, his son is like, Oh, there's something in the wood and then he woke up and there's like those uh huge ass fucking you know I guess traces yeah. throughout the city. They investigate the thing and they are like, Oh, probably some kids, you know. And that that's where this movie really lost me because they are like, oh, sure, it's some kids. But yet they investigate this whole thing about the uh, what happened in the, throughout the night. And they're like, oh, that's fucking crazy. The, the, the track stops right there. Like, how 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 is it possible and shit? Okay, so it's not possible for tracks to stop big ass fucking stomp, you know, like big ass fucking traces. Mm-hmm. 
oh, why did they stop there? Oh, probably just some kids. You would see some fucking kids, uh, you know, um, traces around, you know? Yeah. Let's just say I don't think either of them are really the sharpest tools in the shed. Oh, absolutely. Uh, they are dumb as fuck. They are dumb as... They are... They, I mean, it's... it's. When I consider you to be more dumb than I am, you're, uh, <laughs> you're, you are fucking disgrace to, to even to, to the, the word dumb itself. <laughs> they are shitty-ass fucking policemen. So let me tell you that if you live if you happen to live in the country where those dudes are you know sheriff and acolyte <laughs> like i love to get the fuck out of there you're not safe yep <laughs> uh my listen my, i'm not a fan of this movie at all uh, cinematography, the color timing of some shots were beautiful. I think it feels cold. It's uh, well put together um, when it comes to outside shots and uh, things like that. I really, uh, I really enjoyed the, this aspect. Um, but dude, it's 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 like. Okay, for one, I didn't care about anyone, personally. Mm -hmm. And to see this creature, like the the mumbling CGI that was this creature, yeah, really sell the deal. But it's an interesting story still. But it's the soundtrack was good. Uh, the pacing for most of it was super great. I think it was like played out like super slowly too for the first like 34 minutes. Uh, really got me interested, but oh, dude, this movie just came down like like flag the uh, United 73, you know, just crashed oh, into. Damn. <laughs> Oh man! And if you didn't realize it before, that's exactly why we're called the Graveyard Shit Podcast. <laughs> yep, yep, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I tell you what, there's there's one scene in this movie that it it makes no sense why it's in there, but I love the scene itself, and that's when you know the sheriff and like his ex-wife or whatever get called to the kids' school. Because apparently, you know, like he he said like like a bad word or whatever. He's like like well, what did he say? And and she she has it written down. It's like she's called him like uh like I don't know, I can't remember what it was. It was like like a poo poo head or something. It was like a really you know a word any kid would say. And and they just start laughing at her. And yeah. this and this teacher's kind of like like. Like this, like this isn't funny, you know. Like the whole, like you know, typical like SJW teacher type type thing, and then they're just laughing their ass off at her. They're like, "Yeah, that, that's cool. really, <laughs> yeah." <laughs> that was that was that was fun. But dude, I would say this movie lost me when we actually, by the time we knew what it actually was, 
Mm-hmm. That's where the movie lost me completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I do agree. That's one of my big complaints with the film is this was working so well as this mysterious build up. You know, you have the tracks in the, you know, you have the tracks through town that nobody can figure out what's going on. You know, they just disappear out, you know, into the clear blue out of nowhere. And, you know, you have the strange sightings, you know, everybody's seeing these things off in the woods and they just completely run away and they never see what's there. You know, the thing with the birds, you know, you know, that old saying, you know, if animals flee... Where when they sense a threat, yeah, when because animals can sense danger. If you see birds immediately, if you see like flocks of birds immediately just tear off in one direction, you follow them. You don't stay around to watch what's happening. You follow them because they sense what's going on better than you. So like that's like the one trick that they always teach you is that you know if there's no animals around, you be careful. Yeah, because they're they're not there for a reason. Mm-hmm. But if you know, in if they're not there for a reason, and you suddenly see them just tear off in one direction, mm-hmm. you follow them, you shadow them. Mm-hmm. Like that's the one thing that I've that they've always teach you. In the you know, I mean, the movie plays these up perfectly in the first thirty five forty minutes, mm-hmm. and like Will said, I it it does get undone a little by the the third act because it's just this you know I mean it's competently filmed and it's well shot but it's just dull just dull search through the it's this, deja vu yeah I mean we've already had the sequence in the house where the thing was stalking them and now all of a sudden they're stalking the thing in the church yeah however I will say this and and I don't know if we're, you know I don't know if we want to throw the spoiler warnings up for this, but I'm just gonna say this briefly. That fucking ending, holy mm-hmm. shit! Is that not the perfect setup for a sequel? Oh yeah. Oh, but I think it's meant for a sequel too. I absolutely. love the ending. The ending. Oh, they fucking did. Because I because I, I was thinking to myself, they're not gonna pull this off, are they? Because I was thinking what they were doing because I knew because for those that are unaware when he shoots it with a shotgun yeah um, and I'm thinking okay he just blew a hole in it and then the creature jumps up off of the tree off of and he you know he stalks the sheriff into the sheriff stalks through into the pews of the like the main chapel of the church and the creature drops back and I was like they did it, didn't they? They fucking did it. Yeah, but it's Which, such a cat and mouse game. Like it's but no, here's like, the thing. We've already but seen it so I, many I, I times. I did that. But here's the thing that the part that I love is that the second you see it up on the roof, you realize that's not the one he shot because yeah. it's not dripping blood, and you 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 know that. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking to myself, oh my god, they're not going to do that, are they? They're not going to have the swarm of creatures. And <laughs> they did. Oh, yeah. That's the actual last shot of the movie is they... The There's more than one, yeah. Yeah, for, you know, spoiler alert. Yeah. 
the ending of the film, they shoot the creature dead. They come out. They tell everybody, hey, it's safe. We got it. Everybody piles around in the church to look at it. Mm -hmm. It pans to the outside, and we see the entire thing fucking crawling with them. Yeah. And I, I just love the fact like they, it's taken them this much time and effort to take out one, and you got like fifteen just kind of hanging around on the exactly. outside. Exactly. Like, oh shit! But that's <laughs> but, that's one of thing, my gripes. Like, what what were the other fifteen ones doing? You have the century. What you if have... they just run out, run over the fucking town? But you have the century. That's what the. To me, you have the one, the scout, the, the one that goes in first to see what's going on. Mm. He's the one that's. He would have been the one that was. Well, in he the was town pretty fucking around. successful to be the with. No, so. but no, but the thing is, is that he's the one that, the one that you see in the beginning of the, the beginning, the one that was stalking through the town. He's the one there as like the scout, the one that's there to, to see what's going on. You know, he's the one that's looking to see, okay, you know, this is the potential spot for us if we're going to make camp around here. Mm. You know, there's, you know, there's lots of stuff to, that we can, you know, if we need to, we can overcome this area. You know, there's lots of potential, you know. Well, they could have done that, that, that thing you just said, overcome the area and like, no. But the thing but is, then is it would have been 30 days of night. But no, the other thing too. <laughs> Yeah. This is the they never dis, they never develop the species. They mm. never give us any kind of identif they never identify the species. So it's a creature that's been hiding this entire time. It's a creature that knows how to adapt to its environment and it's a creature that knows it's how to survive. Because we see that in the very beginning. We see that when the logging company comes in, they've been there the entire time and the logging company over, they get overrun within a matter of seconds. So they're brought. The logging company is there, intruding in its area. It's left to. It's got no choice. It has to defend itself. They've been in that area that long, and nobody knew they were there. That's how good at survival and hiding that these things have developed into becoming. By That's the way, why speaking of now, that company, I gotta tell. I I gotta say it, dude. The opening was fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. I loved it. The shots of, you know, the machine destroying, you know. Yeah. But like, like I said, but that's like, that's where, that's my, that's, that's my point. They've been so adept at survival that not only did the logging company not know they were there, they don't know the species. Yep. Okay. The species is completely unrecognizable to science. That's how adept at survival they've become. They're, not going to be the rushing in to figure something out. They're going to be the ones, they're going to hide in the darkness, they're going to take their time, and when they have the advantage, they're going to use This isn't some dumb, you know, creature that just happened to blunder into the area. This is a race that's intelligent, it's thought, it's, it puts its brain to use. And they're going to take their time, they're going to pick their spots, and they're going to go when they have the advantage. More than likely, my guess is the creatures at the end are coming in because the sentry hasn't come back yet. Yeah. More than likely, that's my guess. The sentry that was there that broke into the church, he's taken too long. Where is he? 
That's mm. why they're going in. We need to get, protect our brother. We need to go after, you know, they're, they've taken him out. We need to go get him. More than likely, I would place my bet on that. He with that. I didn't think uh, of it this way. Like, More where's our brother and shit? Right. More than likely, that's my guess. Because think about where they've been, where the creature's been before. The creature's been in town. The one in the church is the one that was there in the town. The people, because he's seen them. Prince are from. He knows the people. What does the sheriff do? All of a sudden, he throws them into the church. Where is everybody now? He, that's when he comes and he finds them at the house. But the police arrive, so he beats so he beats it before he can get to the cops. Now he's got to go track them down again. He finds them in the church. The others are coming after him like, okay, where is he? He's been here all this time. What's going on? They follow the scent into the church, and that's where they find up the rest of everybody. You blew I, my fucking mind. I didn't think of it. <laughs> I bet you that's their mindset. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Glad? What do you think I, about this movie? I love this movie. I really do. Um, this is a movie that could do with the, the, you know, the George Lucas treatment. You know, where you go in after the fact and fix up like questionable stuff. If if someone I don't know went in. And just touched up that CG creature, you know, it would make a world of difference. It really would. Oh, because I, I, I remember the first time I saw it, I, it, I was so excited, like, we're going to see this creature. Then we see it, and I'm like, it's the fucking hunter from Resident Evil. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like they took the hunter out of the fir- of Resident Evil 1, and they just they just ported it over into this movie. And it was just kind of like, oh, really? That was my biggest disappointment with it. I one thing I one thing I did find though that was kind of interesting was the fact they didn't go with the easy route. The easy route would have been, you know, like uh, playing up the fact, you know, like oh, like he's like <coughs> lost a kid and everything, like the sheriff guy. They bring it up a bit, but they don't give you all the information. It's they just they give you just enough. Yeah. That, you know, he's lost a kid, you know, he feels it was his fault, and that's enough. So I I really appreciate that. I love the color scheme, like, how everything has, like, like that blue and that blue cold tint to it. Yeah, blue and grays. Yeah, so like the first, muted greens. Yeah, the first time I saw it, it, it I, I was a bit taken aback by it, but you know, in subsequent viewings, I've really taken a liking to it, and I love the fact how long they wait to show the creature. You know, you may get like a, a slight glimpse every now and then, but honestly, that's enough. Yeah, I, and, you know, yeah, I, just, I mean. I just, wish, you know, they'd fix that creature. Or don't show it at all, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I mean, yeah, how cre- how creepy would 
it have been if the only time we actually would have seen it is crawling on the roof behind him? That's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, would have been yeah. Perfect. I, I guess you know the the problem with that is when they when they're going to defeat the creature, you do have to eventually. Well, see yeah, it. but those are. I'm saying like the actual confrontation because it's like on top of them. That's so close up that you still don't technically get a full sense of what it is because you only really technically see it when it jumps down and it lands like next to the pews and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I mean. I, I like it. I've I've always enjoyed this movie, and uh, and honestly, um, the main actor guy, he Ugh. he is like kind of like emotionless and everything, but I I, I think it I feel it works for the character because I mean this is a, a guy who's essentially like broken. He's he's I think at this point he's completely numb to everything. Aiden Christensen said that as any kid that was better, so that tells well, you a lot. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is, though, as an actor, this is kind of his, like, default setting. Well, I would never, never make a movie where I would need a default setting actor. <laughs> I mean, even in The Strain, he... You know. I mean, he's so tame. It's like a oh, super pale face, like no expression whatsoever, dude. I don't yeah. know. I think maybe the problem is, uh, you know, he would have been better as the deputy. Mm. And get like a, a, like a, a better actor for the main sheriff. Yeah, like Wang Wang. Like Wang Wang. <laughs> Man, I mean, like, I don't know. Think think how cool it would be, like, uh, to, if you had, like, uh, I don't know. I want to say Malcolm McDowell. Think of Malcolm McDowell's oh, character yeah. uh, 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 in um, in Silent thing. Night. Yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. I agree. That I agree. sheriff and, you know, the have our main guy here as the... But don't, don't come at me saying like you hey. had any kind of fucking, you know, attachment or, you know, you were really ruling for this dude throughout the movie. I was ruling for this dude because I knew he had a child. As the standalone character, his, his performance was fucking trash, dude. Yeah. There well, was that... absolutely nothing to it. No emotion, no, it was, it was plain as fuck. Yeah, I think almost that's, that's kind of the strength of his performance, really. Because it, it lets, you focus more on the other characters, but when your main character is like that, you know, it sort of defeats the object. Yeah. I, I, I... Will agree. I do side that he's not necessarily the most engaging, just yeah. because he's not necessarily. I mean, okay, yeah, I understand that that's ne not necessarily going to be you know the kind of a situation where you're going to be you know all joyful and garrulous and like actually like outgoing. Yeah, like what you would want to be for. Like, yeah, but a I can't even tell like if but he's the other happy thing, or sad or but the worried. Other thing too, you know, but the other thing too is that. 
is that really a necessary trait that makes him appealing anyway? Like, wouldn't it just be like a regular, everyday, happy-go-lucky sheriff who has this mystery on his hands that he has to solve? Wouldn't that be compelling enough on its own, rather than having to go through this other secondary side story where this guy that you're trying to figure out, you know, this guy who's trying to figure out what's going on is also dealing with this other thing on the side? Like, is that necessarily important enough anyway? Because it no, doesn't necessarily no, have any one way or the other. The acting yeah. is super like because, monotone and well, because the thing is, is that if he's like that, because and I would buy it if it was revealed that the creatures would have had something to do with it. Like, there's always been this one weird fact about the case that's bothered him, mm-hmm. you know. And it turns out that the creatures were responsible, and that's what did it. Like, there's actually like some kind of like a connection between them yeah then maybe i can yeah, understand but for example like, don but, but here's the thing here's where i'm going with this is that him being bothered by his son's death doesn't necessarily add anything to the film yeah if, but but i'm but what i'm saying is that it didn't it didn't need to be a plot point in the film because it means nothing him being afflict him being afflicted by it drags the him down because he's not interesting to go through because he's got dueling storylines he's got the story of what's going on with the mystery in this town mm-hmm. which is yeah. interesting and compelling it makes you want to follow along but he's also got the storyline you know, where he's dealing with his son and they're kind of like at odds with each other but you know sees like you know when he uh at the beginning of the movie uh, when he enters that cafe and uh, some dude is teasing him you know you remember this scene yeah yeah he's like enough you know he's not even pissed off he's so like plain face like ugh. hate hate the acting in this movie yeah I mean, like I said, probably if they'd got a stronger lead actor. I th- I think he got this job because he was on the strain. And they could put, like, maybe on, like, the poster or whatever, you know, including, you know, Buddy from the strain. Dude, I gotta tell you something, Glad though. Mm-hmm. <sighs> For, uh, I mean, I think for the first time you disappointed me with a movie. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's sort of thing. It was kind of like a last minute decision just to get something. There's going to be a part two for sure. Got to do it in like February. Yeah, I would or hope January. so. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so ranking? Yeah, uh, for me, this is like an 8 out of 10. Uh, rewatchability, I'll say 8 again. And I'll say bye, you know. I, I liked it, you know. Um, is it perfect? No. But, you know, for what it is, I enjoy it. Um, I'm, I'm going to say seven and a half, seven and a half, and... Uh, rent. Rent, yeah. I'd probably say rent. Just because I do know that I can see some who wouldn't be mm-hmm. all too enthused with, like, the low burn because yeah i mean let's face it we haven't re- we haven't really talked about it much yeah the mystery is like an engrossing thing like what's going on around here mm-hmm. 
but like we said, we've only we only see the creature one time in the actual film to get an idea of what it looks like, and yeah. that's the ending. You know, you yep. wait like literally ninety minutes to get an idea of what it looks like. So I can see like the pacing, like maybe disappointing some. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not saying it was because I never even brought it up. So like for me, it wasn't an issue. But I can see some being like pissed off that you know it's a slow burn monster movie and like those are like oxymorons in a sense because yeah. you don't have a problem with you know slow burn cr- creature feature like some people really enjoy him I, I know, enjoy him for the most I know, part but I'm just but saying you have that, to pull off the creature to make it work though that's that's what I'm saying is that yeah. you can do it but the payoff has to be worth it yeah and the yeah. payoff in this the exactly, payoff in the, the payoff in this sense is the creature because you know if you're doing like a traditional slow burn you know they always say the payoff is you know you've got to lead them somewhere worth that's worth it yeah in, you know in a in a creature feature you know the pay, the payoff is the monster no matter where it is yeah no matter where you put it in the film the payoff is the monster because that's what you're there for you mm-hmm. want to see that thing on screen you want to see it in action and you want to you know, for better or worse, to be believable. Mm-hmm. And in a slow burn monster movie, okay, you know, there's like a few examples out there. Um, I can think of the Larry Fessenden window Windigo movie. That's a slow it. it, Yeah, that's another. Oh, Piewacket's phenomenal. Yeah, and in that case, both of those are, you know, the payoff is worth it. And then this is the one where I can see some not necessarily being on board with the payoff. So mm. I, I, I agree with Wint, with Will, uh, seven and a half, seven and a half in rent. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it's a six. Rewatchability is a five. By a rent, it's a rent. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, I think that uh, lively discussions brought to you. Uh, a little bit of warmth to my outer extremities, so uh, good job, <laughs> fellas. Yeah. Definitely trying to keep with the uh, winter theme here with these little segments, but um, <laughs> yeah, this was a fun little return to form. I enjoyed it. Hell oh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, any, any parting words before we uh, get the fuck out of here? Uh, until next time, have a good one. Be sure to check the merch. Be sure to check the Patreon. Be sure to check Don out on his site. Don will be on way more often, like I told at the beginning of the episode. Uh, once the COVID shit is done, the Mandalorian shows are done. We got uh, still one to record uh, regarding the making of. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the Graveyard Sith podcast, but afterward it'll be the Graveyard Shit podcast record. Uh, returning in form with uh, some fucking horror sickness. Oh yeah. Hmm. All right. So with that, be sure to check us out next time. Later. Later. See you. <laughs> Farewell, Underdog.
to you fair Spanish ladies. Farewell and adieu, you ladies of Spain. For we've received orders for to sail back to Boston. And so never more shall we see you again. <laughs>